Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Number 39 is in the books, and you know you want to be tuned into this podcast because there is a lot to discuss, debate, maybe even complain. <laughs> That's what we're here for. I am Justin LeVar here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast right after night two of WrestleMania 39 from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Uh, a historic weekend on many marks that we'll talk about, but first, let me get the introductions with my great panel that I have here tonight. Again, back again. I mean, he, he and I all week, we're just the uh, podcast Iron Man together. I love it. He is former WWE referee. He's had a few Mania matches uh, uh, with himself in the stripes over the years. He is the one, the only, Mr. Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, how are you tonight? I'm doing fine. It's a hell of a weekend, and uh, great to be joined by our good friend, Raj. And Raj Geary, yes, uh, founder of WrestlingInc.com, no longer current owner, uh, but still very much endorsing and supporting. And of course, always has. Uh, he can always walk through the fit, forbidden door uh, to be on this <laughs> podcast. Raj, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing good. Probably my last uh, pay-per-view. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it was such a fun weekend. But uh, yeah, really weird night. But yeah, mm -hmm. we'll get into it. 
yeah, a lot about tonight to, to talk about. Uh, and again, we'll get to it here in a moment. Uh, again, big thanks to everybody who is uh, tuning in live. The I, I know, you know, we, we had the long intro there for a minute to let everybody start to find their seats, as, as Jack Farmer would say. Uh, really appreciate the live audience that we have that uh, that is tuning in in the chat room. Uh, if you want to make sure you get your chat on the podcast here and recognize, make sure you do that super chat function. Uh, and again, if you're not watching us live, if it's too late for you, wherever you might be in the world, as they showed the global audience. Uh, checking in if you're not tuning into us live of course we appreciate if you check out uh the archive video or audio only again spotify apple Podcasts, right here on youtube whatever you might be doing we appreciate it hit the like button hit the follow button hit the subscribe button leave a comment tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend this thing uh, we, we have a hell of a year lined up we're, we're already four months in and we already have a hell of a year lined up here in uh, the pro wrestling world uh so this podcast has got uh, a lot to look forward to and we want you to come along and join us for it uh, first, let's do a, a news item. And normally going into WrestleMania, I kind of think, oh, we're not going to have to have any news headlines. We're going to have enough to talk <laughs> about with Mania. But I think this one <laughs> this one draws the exception to my rule. We've long been uh, hearing of the potential, especially since Vince McMahon came back into the fold with the company uh, at the start of the year, that they could be up for sale, that he could be helping uh, finish this transaction along. And it looks like we could be getting closer, and it looks like we now might know the front runner in new potential ownership, according to CNBC, who reported this Sunday afternoon, uh, the company is in advanced talks with the Endeavor Group. Now, the Endeavor Group is the um, ownership group that owns UFC, uh, of course, Ultimate Fighting Championship, the, the leader in the MMA world. And uh, the talk is that basically the way this would work is Endeavor would end up owning 51%, and then the other 49% would still be, uh, would be the ownership uh, spread across the WWE shareholders. Uh, it's believed that Vince would still be uh, kept on uh, in the WWE board of directors. Um, Endeavor uh, then has uh, their representation. And then, of course, Nick Khan would also serve as like a president on the wrestling side. Uh, in the report, no word about Triple H, Paul Levesque. Um, uh, one would hope, at least I would hope, that he gets to remain in his title position of head of the creative. But, um, you know, uh, still a lot to be. Uh, a lot to wait for. We got to wait for an official announcement. Raj, I'll start with you as being more of the business and, and numbers guy. Uh, your reaction uh, to this, and are you surprised of Endeavor seemingly being the front runner here? Well, I was surprised just because they just weeks ago said that they weren't interested. Like they were saying, like because of the debt that they had with the UFC, that they couldn't be in that pool. And then, you know, today it comes out that they're. They're the front leader, but before that, it, it it makes complete sense. I mean, WWE, UFC, they have so many synergies, you know, like with the live events. I mean, it's so similar. I mean, so many wrestling sites cover UFC, you know, because right. it's so similar. So it, it it makes a ton of sense. They're going to be under the same umbrella. They're going to be publicly traded uh, together, and. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's a no brainer. I, I and look, I, personally, I I had a huge sigh of relief that it wasn't uh, something else. And uh, I'll just go ahead and say it, Saudi Arabia. Can I just say it? <laughs> go ahead and say it. <laughs> huge sigh of relief that Saudi Arabia is not going to own WWE. <laughs> there you go. And and yeah, I I think. Uh, Look, uh, I think as a fan, you're probably not going to see much difference. It's going to be mostly behind the scenes. It's going to be different TV deals. Endeavor is a, a way more uh, well-oiled machine. WWE is, is, you know, they are a well-oiled machine, but Endeavor is a different animal. Um, you're going to see their 
the, the amount of money WWE brings in is going to just jump, you know, exponentially under Endeavor. The one thing is that right now with the Peacock deal, they have a few more deals, you know, a few more years left. Um, once that's up, are they going to want to maximize those profits and have WrestleMania uh, not as a free streaming deal, but, you know, as a pay-per-view deal like they do with the UFC? All the all the major UFC pay-per-views right now are a, a separate paid entity. And I could see them looking at that and being like, hey, you know, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. We should we should put that in the same model. So we'll we'll see what happens. But I, I ultimately, as a fan, it's it's not a big deal, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, to Raj's point of um, you know they're going to want to you know maximize the profits, and so the changes they can make, of course, to how you view PLEs or, or go back to being pay per view. Uh, another another thing that's kind of scary too, though, is that you know this could mean job reduction. This could mean you know, we let's maximize profit by even more. How much? How much expense can we? Um, how much expense can we can we get rid of in the corporate offices? And that's and obviously I, I turn this to you because you've you've been an employee of WWE's and you and you. So like, what was your reaction in hearing Endeavor and knowing who they are that they are in the advanced talks as a report says? No, I was uh, uh, twofold. Like you said, it, the, it, there is a potential here to maximize uh, money potential, gen- re- revenue generating for the company. That's for sure. And for shareholders as well, from a business standpoint, as Raj pointed out eloquently about the business side, which uh, I could never do. He, he just uh, he, he nailed it with all of that stuff. But from the other side, whenever there's an acquisition by another company, there's always a possibility of bringing in new people or downsizing. And there is, and downsizing seems to be the trend lately, not just in, you know, the sporting world, but all over the world. So Mm -hmm. there is a definite possibility there. The only thing is you need to keep the key people in their key places. Like everybody's worried, well, they keep Triple H in charge of creative. Uh, Who else would you put there? Is there anybody in Endeavor that could handle the creative side of pro wrestling? Do you know what I mean? So as far as that goes, I don't think we're going to see a big difference. Like Raj says in the television production what we see on television is all going to be the behind the scenes thing. And there is a definite possibility that there will be some people that are there with WWE that will no longer be there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It, yeah, it, it yeah. is. Um, and we did see that when the UFC got sold to Endeavor, there were a ton of layoffs and Chuck Liddell was uh, someone that thought he had a job for life with the UFC and, you know, was, was let go. So th- Anytime there's a uh, acquisition, there's always going to be um, huge changes, you know. That, but I will say this: I, I, I don't see Triple H being one of those. No. Uh, yeah, and you know, I think timeline-wise, <clears throat> the fact that CNBC reported this today mm-hmm. on you know the second day of WrestleMania. Uh, advanced talks seem to have you know details 51 percent, 49 percent. here's who, who here's how it's gonna like you know that kind of tells me that this is probably you know it's probably not in, it's not an in ink yet but it's um i i gotta think that they probably even know timeline wise when they're gonna announce this uh and that this you know uh, th- this was not an accident that, it, that this report came i mean on a sunday um so we will see is everything 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think at times you look at certain stories and you, you kind of get the feeling of, of who leaked it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, when like Rolling Stone is reporting the honky tonk man is going to the Hall of Fame, it's like, mm. you know, WWE sent that over. Right. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And unless it's, unless it's a real, unless, unless Endeavor's not who they want to sell to. And they have somebody right. else they want to, and they leak this just to try to drive that price up, or try to, uh, you know, I don't know. But but even in the Clearly, report, was, it's not the case. I, I reached yeah. out to WWE, uh, a few different people today. And, yeah, clearly, yeah. it's uh, they're fine with it being out there. Sure, right. sure. Uh, a lot of super chats coming. We appreciate it. Here's kind of my rule: super chats. I, I if if it's if it's an opinion of, of wanting to talk about like. If, if it's a question for us about a certain topic, I'm not going to, because otherwise we'll never get through the show because we got to, we want to get through it. But, but if it is something that's like, if you just want to have your comment out there, I'll, I'll just throw it out there. And, and again, we might not react because we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, I do. This one does hit right here on the moment though. Uh, Martin, thank you very much for the super chat. 499. He said, could the possibility of UFC acquiring WWE, the reason that Roman retained, um, I, 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 I mean, Jimmy, I mean, what, what's, what do you what do you think of when you when you hear something uh, like that? I, I don't know if that would be the reason for Roman retaining. And, and that we're going to talk about this later. But it, is it a possibility that this being out there kind of changed people's ideas of what the finish of tonight's main event was going to be? Raj, I mean, Roman Reigns is, is is a very sexy attraction. He's he's got he's got this 945 day thing going. Is it a case if you truly are in transition that you want to hand over to the to the new owners the proven commodity versus trying to do a brand new baby, a brand new in the respects of he'd never been a world champion in the company, a brand new baby face? You know, like I've been saying on my Twitter the last uh, couple of weeks, like I think Cody is the right move, but I get wanting to stay with Roman. He's the business is the hottest that they've had in a long time. He's proven. Cody's not. We don't know you know, what will happen after he won the title? Like, yeah. is the interest still there? If if Roman takes time off, does the interest remain? And uh, we've seen a lot of times, you know, Warrior won the title and boom, you know, like the interest just steadily declined. And uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like um, uh, I, I, I just feel like uh, it, they know more than we do. Sure. <laughs> and uh, they see the numbers. I, I look at the numbers. Roman has been <laughs> killing it. I still felt like this was the time to anoint a next top guy. But um, maybe they just felt like this wasn't the time for Roman to not be that guy. When everything is so hot. Everything is on fire. Why risk it? So. Yeah, uh, and, and again, we will unpack a lot more of our opinions, uh, breaking it down once we get to that main event. So stick around. Uh, so again, you know, um, Ricky Bruno, I see your question about Roman. It's a very uh, relevant one, but we'll get to it when we come to that time. Um, we will get to all the uh, all the super chats. So yeah, we'll, we'll get to all of it. Uh, I'll throw again. This one doesn't really as a question of us, but it's worth say. Brian Barry, so Rock must have said yes to the match. That's one factor you can swirl around, think about. We'll get back to scenarios. Rock, um, you can never take the rock uh, for his schedule because you mm -hmm. never he, he is the busiest man. Uh, him and John Cena, you just can't uh, count on their schedules right. from a year from now. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Brandon Hall, uh, $10. He says, I'm jumping right to this. No excuses for WWE anymore. They've completely dropped the ball with Roman and Cody thing. You'll never be able to recreate this moment that you had right here. So that's one to think about. Let it swirl mm-hmm. around as we get back to it. Uh, Brian Cyrus says, feels like Triple H book night one and Vince McMahon <laughs> book night two. <laughs> Splitting duties. Huh? Tremendous. Dude, night one felt magical in a lot of ways. Not to sound yes. corny, but it felt just amazing. And night two felt standard. I don't know. I felt like there was uh, a difference. Yeah, again, we will uh we will definitely we'll back. once we yeah. get through all of it, we'll we'll kind of uh figure out uh you know wh- where where the nights rank, where the where the show overall ranks. Mm-hmm. Um uh Kier just came in and said they choose a thousand day reign. So yeah, it looks like he would possibly be heading towards that, uh, depending on how we space the booking out uh just a shout out to uh to will uh no comment just 15 canadians so will thank you very thank much you. for that thanks well uh we appreciate hey. it hey uh and jimmy we got a question for you and mm-hmm. uh and then and, and, and again because we're not going to go into every single spot in the match i don't mind doing this now since majestic right. marie uh with ten dollars thank you marie she says hi i love y'all Question for Jimmy, if I've asked before, sorry. Uh, why is it legal to use tables in traditional matches? Uh, it has always baffled me that they can be used with the referee staring straight at them. Uh, Jimmy, there is a big uh, table spot in the main event. Give me the uh, referee's interpretation. Okay, here's the thing. It depends. If it pulls the table out from under the ring, then that is a disqualification. Using the table at ringside, it's considered part of the equipment around the ring, like the stairs are when you're outside the ring and you throw someone into the stairs. If you pick up the stairs and you hit them with it, that's different. But if you throw them into the stairs because they're there, then it's not a disqualification. Same with the tables. If you throw someone through a table that's already there as part of the set, then it's not a disqualification. It's like, you know what I mean? If you could pick up a ring post, for example, and swing and hit somebody with it, that would be a disqualification. But you can run them into the ring post. You can run them into the barricades. That's why when the barricade breaks, it's okay. We don't call the DQ. Yes. Right. There you go, Jimmy. So- where you, I, I not, have, no, other, no other podcast are you going to get a former WWE referee who's going to break down the rule book for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I did have one more question for you because tonight you had like a lot of two and nine-tenth, you know, uh, mm-hmm. counts. Are you aware of that ahead of time? Because that's, you know, that's tough to time that to where if you mm-hmm. don't know, it's easy to hit that three. Uh how often are you aware of like this is how many of those are we're going to do and uh well for me personally i would i would be there for the discussions for everything and i would i would try to be aware of everything they needed me for and especially on those close false finishes where the referee is important in in that regard uh you, you know you have to be aware i mean sometimes they say well just treat it like a shoot and you can and they can kick out. And like I mentioned this to Justin before, if the referee does hit three, even though someone kicked out, they can wave it off. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that even looks pretty good, depending on how it comes across on television, how it's shot. Jimmy, my scare is always, I'm hoping that the referee, and WWE's referees are pretty, all pretty good. You're not, you're not in WWE if you're not a good ref. My fear always is making sure the refs are screaming the number loud enough. Make sure they're screaming one and two. Because I always think, mm-hmm. you're in the moment, you got all this going on, adrenaline's pumping, crowd's going, you know, you take a spear from Roman and your body hits the ground right and, you know you're, and you're just or hits the mat rather you know i could see how it could easily just be disoriented for a split second and if that split second is if you already missed the one 
and you hear and then you hear the two and like you feel like you could miss the kick out like you could force the ref's hand essentially so it's like i always like that's the thing i'm always like nervous about is hoping the refs are screaming loud enough that the competitor can hear where which count we're at no absolutely and that's the other important thing too that they got to remember is not only screaming loud enough but position yourself where the guy being pinned a guy or girl being pinned can see you and see your count because a lot of them go off of uh, vision as well, seeing your arm going up and down. And I've told this story before. There was one time, uh, I know it's TV and you you don't want to block the hard camera or the, the ringside cameras, but there's one time where I made a false finish count on the outside of the ring. I slid out under the bottom rope to the, to the ape, to the side and counted on the apron. You know what I mean? One, two, kick out, got back in, finished the match. I got back to Gorilla and Vince pulls the glasses down and goes, does this. And I went, oh, just Why'd you slide out of the ring to count that false finish? I said, uh, well, Vince, it was the only way I was able to position myself where I could see the shoulders and the, t- and the one being pinned can see me counting. He said, okay, pushed them back up. And, and that was it. And I went, oh, and, and Gerald Briscoe, who was a great star, he goes, good, but go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to, to the mark of uh, Roman, maybe going for the thousand day, uh, I'm sorry, if I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Anna, Anna Rude. Um, I, 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 Saying WWE passed, rude, I think. Yeah, WWE passed on Cody for a round number. Devastated. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we wow. will we will we we'll will get there. Let's down. let's go ahead and uh, jump into the opening <laughs> match. And again, keep the super chats coming. We will we will like four hours. Yeah, we will acknowledge all of them. We appreciate it, but yeah. we will get to all of them. So as we if if you have one, like if you have one for Brock and Omas, now would be the time to start typing your Brock and Omas. Not one yet. <laughs> Uh, Brock versus Omos kicking off WrestleMania uh, night two. This is Brock Lesnar's 12th WrestleMania match. All these fun stats are mostly provided by Michael Cole, so I want to make sure I get attribution, attribution uh, now. Omos versus Brock. Um, you know, the first couple minutes here, first two minutes basically, is just Omos with his offense, just throwing Brock around, bear hugging, suplex. Uh, and then finally, Brock starts to rally for his comeback, hits, a su- hits uh, I think, three or four suplex cities. And finally, after a little struggle, he does get. Omas, the Nigerian giant, seven foot four, up for the F five, hits it, ding, ding, ding. Brock Lesnar wins this one, uh, just under five minutes, exactly. I think time wise, what it needed to be. Uh, Raj, Brock going over. I'm not surprised. That was my prediction. Did he elevate Omas in any which way? I think so. I think he, uh, Omas, felt like a threat. You know, like I mean, Brock's sold for Omas like he has sold for very few people where he's running away from him. I, I mean, I don't remember the last time I've ever seen that with Brock, and, you know, uh, on Rock a couple of weeks ago or last week. Uh, I, I thought this match was perfect for what it was. It was a freak show. And this was, uh, so last night, my daughters, they had birthday stuff. They didn't watch WrestleMania with me. Tonight they watched it and they were just glued. Like, the whole, you know, Brock versus the giant. And they're like, there's no way Brock can get him up. And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he's going to, <laughs> you know. And uh, it was one of those that WrestleMania is not always for the hardcore fans. You, you throw in all this stuff for the casuals that are just tuning in or people that have no idea what's going on. And I had that last night for the first time in like, Eight years I had people over uh, watching WrestleMania because usually I'm either there or I'm doing, you know, you know, I'm working that night. And last night was one of the ones I wasn't. And 
all the stuff that they sprinkled in with George Kittle and McAfee and all this stuff was stuff that they were popping for. And they were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They got McAfee. And, you know, it drew them in. And I, I just felt like Brock and Omos was kind of that kind of same thing where it was a freak show. You see this gigantic dude. Most people know who Brock Lesnar is. I thought it was great. I thought it was uh a great opener and i thought brock did you know uh he didn't look like uh it was a joke he made it seem like it was a legit threat and it made it feel that much more uh big in my opinion uh josh muller see your super chat we'll get to that in a bit too shabelsky same thing jimmy omas and brock I think you and I both thought Brock would win this. Uh, I, I got to say, again, going back to our news story just a minute ago, it did make me kind of think a little bit more about Brock's future with WWE if, in fact, Endeavor is going to buy the company because they certainly have – they've cashed some checks on Brock Lesnar's good mm-hmm. business that he does uh, f- uh, f- for an audience that wants to watch uh, physicality. Um, your thoughts on this opener for night two? That could be a good reason why Brock did go over, as you said. But it, again, it was what it needed to be. And it, did it elevate Omas? I think if I can make one tiny critique, I don't mind Brock going over on Omas. I just wish that, you know, with what we've seen in the last two nights with, you know, people kicking out of these big moves. Yes, he hits the F5. But Brock, before going for the pin, goes, hmm, drags him up, you know, struggles to get the big man up, puts him up one more time and gives him at least a second one before pinning him. Because people have been kicking out of people's finishes pretty much all weekend long, you know, and that gives, you know, a little bit of elevation, a little bit to a because he had to hit him twice. Even though he didn't kick out, Brock felt the need to hit him at least twice with his F5 to beat him. And that's just a small critique. That's and you know what I hate about pro wrestling right now? is that people can take a chainsaw to the gut and they kick out a two, but a roll-up, that ends the match. Oh, that, that's the most <laughs> devastating move in wrestling right now. Right. Raj, I said on Wednesday, when the, whenever the new AEW video game comes out, the roll-up better be the highest rate of finish. <laughs> I mean, it's not just AEW. It's across the board. board yes. Yeah. Uh, Brock did sell as he was leaving the ringside area just before mm-hmm. they, they did cut to the whatever video package went next. They He did certainly sell... Uh, that he had just been in a battle. And let me, let me clarify, because I know somebody will call me out on it. I guess technically Brock never worked in UFC since it's been bought by Endeavor. But point being, Endeavor has possession of the financial records, and they've seen what Brock did for UFC. So my point and, still stands. And, and, and really quickly, sorry to cut you off there, Justin. You said something very important. Brock's selling tonight was awesome. Yeah. You could tell Brock has respect for Omos. You know, like a lot of fans, maybe not, but you could tell Brock does. Well, you know, and to that, Raj, I know like Omos people kind of think like, oh, like they, 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 uh, fall, you know, they compare, oh, this is another great Kali. And it's, right. and it's like, no, you know, it's like if you actually, if you actually listen to some podcasts or listen to some interviews like Nash, Undertaker, like big guys who, you know, I think have some credibility, especially, especially Taker, yeah. uh, have said, shit. Yeah. yeah, have said like they've been at the PC. They, they like Omos. I think he's got potential. He does understand what they're trying to teach him. Um, and, and so I think if, if those guys, and especially Taker, who Brock has a lot of respect and, and, and has a rapport with, if, if if Taker says, you know, hey, this 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 kid's worth it, you know, I think that I think that's going to go someplace to Brock. That's going to matter to him. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like he's got some awkwardness that uh, you know will come with experience. But 
expecting him to work like Kenny Omega or something is ridiculous. He shouldn't. No. He should be a giant. He is a giant. And that's, uh, to me, wrestling is best when it's a buffet, when you have yeah. you, all these different acts. And Omos is one of those different kinds of acts that it just makes it fun. And it makes your friends that come to watch be like, oh, my God, what is this? You know? Yeah, it's it's a buffet. Raj, I had a similar thing with my kids last night watching Cena for a moment. But I can certainly see with Brock and Omos, it's an attraction. And mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I'm the, the WrestleMania uh, post-press conference that's going on right now, I'm kind of getting fed some stuff over here on my phone and on my chat mm-hmm. uh, apparently i believe triple h um said that uh overall between the two nights the overall gate did over 21 million dollars <laughs> oh, um, so you know for everybody oh who for everybody who thinks that you know or anybody who thinks that they didn't advert never mind how they booked it in results again we're talking about but if, if you don't think that advertise was a good show uh, uh there's 21 million to shut you up mm-hmm. and, and by no means am i the only person that's ever said this but i've been calling for two night wrestlemanias for like eight years <laughs> well you know and you know what raj I, I think and again we can kind of talk about this when we, when we do the overall where do we want to rank this but i, I think at this i don't know if they, you can't ever go back to a one night mania you know it's just at this point yeah. With the amount of yeah. talent they have and the way they do this, at least as, at least for as long as they're on Peacock, because with Peacock it's you do a match and you and you you either have subscribers that are this tier that or this tier that have ads free, you can't have relevant you can't have a match going on while while ads are being served. So they end up just basically showing you WWE vignettes for the ad free yeah. people, or they show you Peacock commercials. So it's like, yeah. you know, the, the you really can't. Um, so just for the pacing and timing wise, the, the way these things are going to go, you can't go back to one night anymore. No. Um, yeah. You know, and all your biggest festivals, all your biggest things, you know, the Super Bowl still one night, but every other big entertainment thing is starting to expand to multiple nights. So it my is personal it is. opinion is NFL playoffs. Um, if they made those des- Nick Khan says this all the time, and that's where I actually got the idea from. Like if you were to make those destination events where if the location is, you know, decided way ahead of time, those become like multi, multi, multi million dollar shows, you know, as opposed to just doing it at the the home team at the time. And uh, I think the NBA, man, I, I look at the NBA finals. If it was one game and it's a destination game, it's yeah. money. It's, no, it's but a just, Super Bowl type of thing. Like both of you have said, uh, WrestleMania now is a, a several day destination. Mm-hmm. You don't just you know it a year in advance where in, in advance and you can plan for it and you know you're going to be there for SmackDown the Hall of Fame uh, whatever's right. going on at the convention local convention center and all the appearances and the, and that sort of thing and the two night mania like and and the Monday after Raw as well yeah you know yeah. so it is a several day destination and well and that all this will all this is this will all be relevant to keep in mind if everything we've talked about with the sale moves forward with if it happens with Endeavor if that becomes a if that becomes f- true and if the viewing of a of a premium live event for WWE goes back to what it is now with UFC the fact that mania is two nights what will the pricing be will you have to pay that kind of price for two nights in a row or will you get some kind of bundle i mean that, that there's going to be a lot of things to watch mm-hmm. um if they move out, off of peacock right and and we still got a few years on that cuz that peacock deal has you know starting to 2021 it's a five-year deal so we, we got a few years but yeah i mean they're seeing gigantic success with the ufc and having the big events on you know uh separate pay-per-view models so yeah i could easily see that if you know the money's there i thought i saw nick Khan said he rings at it 
and I thought I thought I saw it again last night, but maybe I was incorrect. I don't know, but I but I know we know that they're entertaining people, yeah, on the corporate level. Right. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised. All right, moving on here. Next match, uh, just like night one, they decided to put the uh, fatal four way tag match. This, this one's being the women's uh, second. Uh, this is a uh, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus uh, Natalia and Shotzi versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Uh, yeah, kind of the same as 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 the the men's counterpart on night one. You know, not given. You're not going to give so much time to it, so you just kind of kind of get a few high spots in where you can. Ultimately, though, uh, Ronda uh, really playing it to the crowd that really gave her a lot of heel heat uh, reaction, and she snaps that arm bar onto Shotzi, who very quickly uh, taps out. So Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler stand tall. Uh, Jimmy, again, this was my prediction of who I thought, just based upon the landscape. Uh, your thoughts on the outcome and uh, how they got there? Um, I thought the match was fine. There wasn't uh, it, it didn't it wasn't blow away or anything like that. But the, the the ladies worked very hard throughout this. I think it was the right team did go over. Uh, the, the crowd just didn't seem too enthused. They it, whether it was my TV or whatever the case may be, it just felt it was a little quiet during that match. It was I don't know what the crowd was expecting. I thought the ladies yeah. did a good job. It wasn't like I said, it wasn't like over the top good, but it was a good match. Raj, taking into account what your answer is going to be to the same thing I just asked Jimmy, where are we? We know she, yes, she's main evented and she's been in some high-profile Mania matches in her career. Where are we with the Ronda Rousey WWE career path? Ah, God, that's a that's a tough one because um, she is the most well-known star on this show overall, right? Like more people probably know Ronda Rousey than anyone else that was on the show. Um. But Jesus, has has her star fallen? And and uh, I thought this match was there. It was nothing. Um, gosh, you, you know, one of the things I feel like I give Triple H all the credit in the world for was how much he was able to elevate the women's divisions over the years in NXT. But in this Triple H era we haven't had strong singles feuds with the women like Bianca Belair and Oscar. She was just spitting goo. And you know, like that was, that was the feud and Oscar and Charlotte, they had a couple things here and there in the last few weeks, but it, you know, like the, the, the storylines were not as good as, you know, the other, the other storylines Rhonda. Um, I just think, she should have been treated like a Brock Lesnar, like a special attraction, not just a, a weekly character. That's and and I just feel like she's just there now. She's not special anymore, where she should be. And yeah. um, I don't I don't know if you 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 can put that back in the bottle. Yeah, it's ironic. Like you kind of were alluding to, you know, Triple H was kind of praised when he was controlling NXT for how revolutionary and how advanced the women's you know storylines were there. Uh, in mm -hmm. comparison to Raw or SmackDown, and you're right, it, you know, and we'll we'll get to Bianca and Asuka in a, in a moment here, but uh, you're right, there really hasn't been, you know, a ton, you know, Rhea, Rhea Ripley, to me, has been has been the breakout star last year, but it's not been any one feud, it's just been her, it's just been her. Yeah. Um, and, her and Dominic kind of like, yeah. 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 So, um, all right, well, yeah, well, I'll be, well, so now we'll watch. Ronda and, uh, Ronda and Shayna win, so obviously they have things lined up for them. 
Um, and clearly Ron is very injured still because they had her come in at the very end to do, you know, just the arm bar. Yeah. yeah so they, they protected her very much in this match. So they did. Uh, Joel, Yenick, I just saw a huge super chat for you. Really appreciate it. Joel, that is, that is, that, that is maybe some of the million dollar questioning that Sorry. we are going to, one second. Uh, Joel, that is some of our million dollar question that we are going to get to. So if you can, uh, hang on, we will get to it. But I see you and thank you very much for uh, tossing some bucks across the table for that. Uh, you know, uh, Raj, Raj a minute ago used the words and phrasing of bear and what have you. Uh, talk about bear. I, Bobby Lashley comes out uh, looking sharp, uh, <laughs> hoists up the Andre, the giant memorial trophy that he won Friday at SmackDown, put it back down, posed a little bit, went back, grabbed the trophy up again, hoisted it up, and that was that. Uh, <laughs> Raj, as fellow Colorado native with him, I fully expected at this point that we were just stalling for somebody to do something on the stage with him, and then they just yeah, cut to they cut to video. I've seen Bobby do more, you know, at the the driving range when I'm with him. <laughs> you know, like uh, that was yeah, I was shocked. I was like, at least having you know, La Knight. I thought they were going to do something with him. You know, La Knight's been getting super over. Uh, the fact that he keeps bringing up like you can't have a, a WrestleMania in LA without LA night. I thought they were going to do something. Yeah. That, that could, it just, the, I, I felt like tonight there was just something just kind of off and it just didn't connect. Like last night I thought everything connected. Mm-hmm. And then tonight it just felt like it was just kind of off and that the Lashley thing was, was part of it. It just, it just felt like you're expecting right. something and nothing happens. And LA Knight came down. LA Knight was in the final four, Jimmy, on SmackDown mm-hmm. at Battle Royal, which, yeah. of course, the Battle Royal was in LA. It's just at the uh, Crypto.com Arena, which is where they're at tomorrow for Raw. And when you watch at Battle Royal, the fans were, they wanted, I mean, they wanted LA Knight to be the victor. And obviously he mm-hmm. wasn't. He got to the final four, but then he was the first of the final four to be eliminated. Um, and so I don't know if. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if, if the choice not to do something late night is because all oh, the fans are just whatever we give them is not going to be enough for what they want, or mm-hmm. you know. And then there's this Bobby thing. Um, you know, I, I I personally fantasy booking Jim. I'm thinking, all right, he's out here doing this. He's in street clothes, which is smart. He's not going to be dressed for competition because he doesn't have a match. Right. Do we just even get just parlor tricks of Bray Wyatt or Uncle Howdy or something to set up something for the future if we're going to go back? I don't know. But what did you make of this very awkward? 60 seconds no that's what it was a very awkward 60 seconds it was it felt very random and it felt like it was just something to break up going to the next match and and the the formula of we have a match then we have this video package to set up the next match and then we go to the next match you know that sort of thing it just felt like something randomly thrown into to kind of uh i don't want to say break up the monotony of the of the structure so to speak, but uh, it just, why? There was at least have some minor physicality or like you said, something on the screen, something to tease something else, plant a seed. There wasn't even a seed planted. It almost felt like, it's almost worse than they did. It's almost like, just keep them off the show and out of sight, out of mind. Showing them out there just reminds me, oh, Bobby Lashley's not featured on WrestleMania tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And, And, you know, the Bray Wyatt thing, you know, obviously there are issues, there are reasons why he's not on the show, but um, if you're teasing Lashley, people are expecting something and to just have him come out carrying the trophy. I don't know. I just thought it was just, it was weak. 
so to the Bray Wyatt thing, real quick, this little tip, this is a little just side note here. Right after, I mean, as soon as I, I'm, I'm watching my Twitter timeline, as soon as they ended the, the quick Bobby Lashley thing, um, Bray does all, Bray gets all of his fiend, all of his stuff. It's all done here in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's been documented. It's not, I'm not like breaking any news here, yeah. but like there, there's a team of, of, of the horror people, horror film people here that do a lot of his stuff, they do the fire, whatever. And, uh, and then they do other, they've done other you know, stuff for like Oscar and other people. As soon as that thing ended, a particular person involved with it tweeted, Did I miss something? Question mark. And then had a, and had a gif almost to like allude to like, I was supposed to see, I was expecting something else and I didn't. They then since have deleted said tweet. <laughs> So I just throwing that out there. I was like, I didn't, I didn't screen grab it. I didn't, whatever. But I, I, I saw it, and then when I went back to see again, because I wanted to see what the comments were, it was gone. Um, so well, just I, I think, you, know, you know, like I, you know, I, I, I know what the the stuff with why it is, and um, you know, it's it's not a creative thing, um, and when he's able to return, he will. So right. hopefully he's okay, because yes. uh, I know there's a lot of, you know, obviously. He's missed out on he, early in his career. He got a mania match with Taker. He got a mania match with Cena. But obviously, mm-hmm. recently, obviously his last mania before he was let go, a lot of creative questioning with what happened with he and Orton, and then right. you know, so right. this, you know, yeah, the creative yeah. with Orton sucked, but yeah, this had nothing to do with creative, right? Uh, Scott Lankford saying what we've, what we've heard here again. Scott, thank you for the Canadian, uh, the Canadian Bucks. <laughs> the two nights felt like they were booked by two completely different people. It, yeah, it does have that feel. I thought tonight was a fun show, but it didn't feel like last night was just like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. It just felt like it was just like a roller coaster. Whereas tonight, it just felt like, eh, you know. All right. Fine. Well, uh, something that was not, eh, maybe it's a highlight of the night if you like mm-hmm. a hard hitting physicality uh, is your intercontinental title match, triple threat match between Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus, it is your Mike's Harder Lemonade sponsored match, which I appreciated for some reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunther, two hundred, I think ninety-five days, if I have it right, the longest in this in this century that, that anybody's held the IC title for. Uh, I'm not I, all I can really say in describing this match: a lot of chops, oh my <laughs> a goodness. lot of chops. Uh, get some cold Mike's Harder Lemonade cans to put on these gentlemen's chests because they need to reduce the swelling and redness. Uh, a lot of people are picking a new champion here. I stuck with Gunther, and that's what ended up happening. I'll give my reasons after the other uh, gentleman here on the panel do. Gunther uh, power bombs both men. It's kind of like Drew and Sheamus kind of canceled each other out with their passion to become IC champion. Uh, Jimmy, uh, this this is one of those ones where if you come across anybody who's going to give you 15 minutes of the time and, and they want to be convinced that, oh, I don't, that fake stuff, it don't hurt, put this one in the DVD player. Oh my goodness! You talk about uh, ice. Pa- you talked about the Mike's harder cans. No, the the trainer's ice packs probably disappeared after this match. And anybody who needed one in the matches following that probably couldn't find any because these guys probably took them all up. And you talk about leaving marks. My goodness, their chests, their backs. It just that it was hard hitting. It was physical, and it almost, in a way, it almost felt like they liked it that way. These guys, you know, they thrive on it. They they excel at it. But uh, you, you want to talk about three tough gentlemen putting on one hell of a match. And not only that, th- they told a great story in this three-way match. And they got the people invested. And even in the false finishes there, uh, which is, was a theme throughout the night, though, when certain false finishes, people were reacting like, oh, I thought that was it. I thought that was it. But the main thing is uh, the right guy 
on, of course, armchair quarterbacking after the fact. The right guy went over because it did elevate him as the IC champion and it elevated the title itself as well. Made it feel that much more important. Raj, one of my favorite things of this current regime of creative, we'll just call it, um, is, is the freedom that has been allowed to the announcers. You know, last night, Michael Cole was talking about Antonio Noki submissions and you know, all these things. He's given out all kinds of fun facts all the time now stuff that he tended to be handcuffed on prior to when uh when we when we knew vince was always on the headset uh, michael cole was at one point laughing and he said i don't mean to laugh as this, as this violence is happening but he was just laughing in all shock and he was standing up the whole time uh this this is this match in some ways kind of really represents like the the, the fun that it feels like the talent are getting to have right now you know, I, I, I hope you don't mind if we take a, a brief uh, moment away from this topic because you, you brought up Michael Cole. And yeah. I feel like Michael Cole is a really good announcer that's always had handcuffs on. And you're seeing it now. Like when he's free, he's so good. And uh, I just think like he's underappreciated in a lot of ways. So I feel like, you know. it's kind of one of those situations where it might be too late where everyone's still like the hardcores are like, "Eh, Michael Cole, blah, 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 blah. But he is a really talented announcer and, and and you're seeing it. And, and, and it was a choice. I, 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 first of all, I completely agree with everything you said. Um, People don't, people don't realize how tough it is to do that job that he's doing to have the passion that he has just to be out there also and not have to get up and go take a pee break. He doesn't get to do that. (laughs) Uh, yeah. he, he's really good. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. And it's a choice by WWE. You have two mm-hmm. nights of mania and you have four commentators who are on the air each week for raw and SmackDown total. It was a choice for them to say, we're going with Cole and Corey both nights. And by the way, they, Michael Cole is the best play by play guy they have. And Corey is the best color guy. So yeah. I get mm-hmm. put your best on both nights, but in the past they've mixed it up or, or we've seen them. Oh, it's a raw match. We're going to bring the raw guys that we got the SmackDown. And I think it was a really good choice. To say, you know what? No, we're putting our two best. No, nothing. No, sorry, no, Kevin Patrick, Wade, nothing yep. against you, but we're putting you on the pre-show. You can be part of it there, but we need the best of the best for these moments. And I, I, I have no problem with that. And I think that was an interesting choice that they did make. Yeah, I'm and, saying and, that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, sorry, no, no. It's just that it's just that you talk about how good Michael Cole is and how good Corey Graves is, and it's also about chemistry working together. These guys mm-hmm. do have great chemistry, and they do gel well together. And uh, I'll let you get to what you were going to say, Rush. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I try not to say anything negative about, except for QT Marshall, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Kevin Patrick, I think he's such a nice guy. He, he, he really tries hard. He's just not the guy, you know, like to carry a three hour raw every week. And, uh, and, and you saw it tonight, the vote of confidence wasn't there. I kind of agree. I mean, I, I kind of think, just on the raw thing, I think like I mean, I think Vic doesn't, you know, and Vic had a moment, had a little short time on Raw, and things that really yeah. it was, that was that was when things were really shaky internally. I mean, you know, I was I was still when Heyman was right. in charge of Raw and Bischoff was it was crazy times. I still think Vic, who's on NXT, I think if he if given another chance on Raw, Vic is great, and and with Corey Graves, mm-hmm. um, or Barrett or whoever, I mean, but I think especially with Corey because he's a report Corey, uh, like Kevin Patrick, you don't you don't agree with me. No, I do agree. I'm saying I think Vic. Yeah. I would rather see Vic in that raw spot. Try to put him right. with Corey. Gotcha. Um, and I think that would. 
that would work. Um, so real quick, wrapping up Gunther. I agree. Gunther retaining. I like it. It, it continues to elevate the title. He's going to continue this run. My biggest thing, too, with Gunther is obviously Triple H and company like him. That's very clear. Triple H retweeted quickly the WWE official tweet, Twitter graphic announcing that Gunther's reign is continuing. Like, he likes his old... I think, I think Gunther probably reminds him of Killer Kowalski, who trained him. Gunther, he, he needs to remain the IC champion because the moment that he drops it, the only logical place for him to go is in the world title picture... And especially now that we know who our world champion still is, it doesn't make sense for that to be now. So um, that's just that's my whole reasoning of why I predicted Gunther. Uh, and, and I, I predicted Gunther thinking that maybe Cody would still win, but I didn't think that Gunther's going to be the first guy that Cody steps up to. Um, so all those things factoring in. Gunther has been a phenomenal IC champion. Again, definitely the best in the last 22 years and then some. Uh, but if, uh, if, you're, if you're watching or listening to us, have not checked out many. If you're looking for us to give you the highlights of where to fast forward to, definitely watch this match. This one, <laughs> it'll make your chest hurt just watching it. Oh. I, 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 I will, uh, will we'll say that much. Uh, I'm not a guy that you know feels like someone needs to get the shit kicked out of them for it to be a good match, but this was awesome. Yeah. You know. Uh, real quick, this one, this is a question again. I could hold it until the end, but I feel like we could jump in for a minute because it's kind of like yeah, a sidebar. I think we got a lot now. We do. It's great. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to sort, but I feel like this one's a sidebar that we can jump off on because people still want to touch on this this issue. So I'm doing the best I can here. Uh, Will, more Canadian. J- Jimmy must have been passing out flyers today. Um, Will says, I'm concerned about AEW personnel not wanting to come over to WWE with this Cody result. Is this justified? I think asking is 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 is, is his worry, is his concern justified? No. Um, uh, yeah, Jimmy, go ahead, and start here. With no, that. no, I don't. I don't think it's that's a concern to be justified with. It's about getting, you know, to do what you want to do, so to speak. It, it, not everybody can be champion when they come over. It may get some people thinking, "Hmm, did they do this to Cody uh, to 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 send a message?" If if that's your thought process, I don't think that was the reason for what they did tonight. Uh, I think there was a different reason behind it. And again, we'll discuss it later. But I don't think people should be worried about the result of tonight's match uh, being a reason why people will not want to go from one company to another. Yeah, Raj. I mean, I, I I've long said said this that uh, obviously the, just Cody coming over and just being as featured as highly as he is is a big deal. But I've said this that the advantage that WWE has is the five six decades they have ahead of AEW, which is pretty much all of your AEW roster, with the exception of maybe like Eddie Kingston and a few wild cards. All of your AEW roster grew up watching WrestleMania. They grew up dreaming about being the main event of WrestleMania, not being the main event of Double Nothing because Double Nothing didn't exist. So I always say that's the advantage that WWE has is is to fulfill is to fulfill that childhood goal. I just feel like you watched this weekend and it just felt like the Super Bowl, right? Like it just felt larger than life. Whereas and again, this is not anti-AEW or anything like that. AEW shows kind of look the same. Most WWE pay-per-views mostly look the same. Uh but WrestleMania and SummerSlam and where they're going in these stadiums it's larger than life. And uh, I just think like you see where Cody was at two years ago, you know, feuding, you know, solving racism in a promo with Ogogo. And, you know, like it's, it's a different level where he's at right now. He didn't win 
it doesn't matter. He was on this gigantic, gigantic stage that most people can only dream of. And, uh, it, it, you know, uh, WWE, they're, they're kind of in this stage right now when I think Nikon has a lot to do with it. Like you're seeing this with next month there in Puerto Rico and Bad Bunny is going to be heavily involved. They are just uh, sharks right now with the business end. and they Mar- are Marketing just sharks. Marketing yes, sharks. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, not, not in a negative way, in a positive way. Yeah. They're just killing it right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, AEW has kind of been slipping a little bit as far as their ratings, pay-per-view, year-over-year, everything, uh, returning to the same spot, you know, year-over-year. And uh, I just think, uh, you know, with Cody, I think I would have had him win, but with Vince, I had no faith in that regime. (laughs) You know, with Triple H, I feel like, Everything has made sense. And so we'll see where it goes, you know, a month from now. Again, the tease continues. We will get to that match uh, in due time. Let me get some super chats here. Uh, it's, 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 we only get WrestleMania once a year. So we're allowed, or two nights a year. Love so we're, we're allowed, we're allowed to have prolonged uh, podcast. Scott Langford, more Canadians. Jeez. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Gunther getting his NXT UK booking with his IC title reign. Uh, that's a very fair, uh, very fair comment. Uh, Andrew, 999, uh, good enough for the old WWE Network. Uh, night one has all the major emotional roller coaster match. Dom versus Ray in the tag match. Rhea versus Charlotte was amazing. Tonight, outside the main event, there wasn't another big emotional match. So, uh, Andrew, definitely. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll kind of rank it, but I think, you know, I, I mean, I, Raj, I gushed over this. Um, I said Rhea versus Charlotte mm-hmm. is one of the best world title matches at wrestlemania ever and i know i did not say women's world title i just said world title in general i thought what that did was just incredible that's that's my i don't know if you saw my tweet but i said that was one of the greatest wrestlemania matches of all time and there are different levels like hulk versus andre is a different thing hulk versus rock is a different thing sean versus kurt angle is a different thing i thought charlotte versus Rhea was one of the greatest wrestlemania matches they've had yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, and you can even make a case real quick again with Gunther that this IC title match was one of the at least in at least again in the last twenty. I mean, this in the last twenty years that was maybe one of the best IC title matches on Mania, and that's right. a little bit that's a little bit of a cheap thing for me to say because there's many years where they don't have they didn't have an IC title match at Mania so. exactly or any exactly. yeah and, and, or and US like, yeah and like we've been trying to uh, uh, say tonight they elevated that championship again tonight with with Gunther and uh, I saw Dylan Matthews. Uh, uh, our esteemed uh, uh, friend here that that, that chat jumps in on the chat every once in a while that Gun- Gunther should not lose the title. He should give it up. Uh, Dylan, if you're going to do it that way, I don't know. But uh, if you were to give it up, it would be maybe he wins money in the bank. And then in cashing in money in the bank, that's when he, you know. I, I don't like it. I don't like I don't like guys or girls working as physical as, as guys like like tonight is and just giving up title. If anything, if anything, you be a shark and, and hold all the belts or something. I don't like. Yeah, because uh, because it would because imagine what it'll do for the person who eventually defeats that person for the title. Yeah, I think there's working smart and working. Uh, uh, just working to get yourself over. But I think you look at, you know, you could chop each other to death and and cause heart problems or whatever um ultimately i think uh 
Gunther Gunther has to show himself as a personality to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. He could have great matches all he wants, but he's not going to be a main event guy until he's showing that he can be a true uh, personality. I, it, I, I agree. Right now he has his uh, two compadres and uh, an Imperium, but I, I do think he needs... I don't know if he has it in him. I don't know. I don't know if he has it in him to come out and be a personality or if they need to strap a manager to him. Um, I do. I do agree that there's going to, there's going to come a break. Yeah. He physically has got it, but he's going to eventually you're going to have to still talk people into the building to an extent. Um, So I think it's a fair point. I'm not going to draw people to WrestleMania be on chops. (laughs) Right. Well, and again, that's why I said, (laughs) you know, even if, even if he had retained, well, he did retain, he yeah. had he retained, and even if had Cody come out of this with the world title, I, that's what I mean. Cody versus Gunther right now is not going to be a marquee draw. It's going to no. sell a stadium out. Right. Eventually, it could, but you need to build. You need to continue to to build that aura around. You almost need to have Brock versus Gunther, and Gunther beat Brock. You almost need to have something like that to start to. And then, but you still need some talking elements. But you, you almost need something like that. And look, they're going to be. In uh, Lund- I know Gunther's Austrian, so I'm kind of, I'm just kind of lumping a, a portion of right. the world together here. But they are going to be in London for Money in the Bank. Uh, I don't know if they're doing another Clash in the Castle, but I mean they are. They you know they they have some international big events coming up in this year. Maybe that's where you have Gunther in a Brock, and you know not only would that again get Gunther over, but Brock challenge for the IC title again elevates the title. Um, mm-hmm. So just fantasy booking the things to think about. But I think that's a big project here in 2023 is to watch is. Right. Gunther's a guy they want to be a, 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 a big deal, but there's still some things to do with him on the entertainment side of it, not on the physicality and wrestling, right. but the entertainment right. side. Right. Uh, hitting some more super chats while we can get them. Uh, Allison, really appreciate the monetary value. I, I'm gonna, I'll read it, but I, I'm, I don't know if I quite agree with you. Uh, she says, uh, Allison Tuckwap says, uh, for 19.99. Wow. What's going to happen to the superstars when they close the doors? Will they just continue the wrestling when UFC joins up with the WWE in one package? Well, Allison, we're talking about sports entertainment and pro wrestling that is one genre, and UFC, yes. which is a completely different genre of show and real sport combat. So I don't think it's going to happen. But No. It is a deadly combo with WWE and UFC under the same umbrella, you know, the same publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. Uh that is a, you know, basically. Look, I always, I would always be critical of when you have best promo of the year and you have a UFC guy against a wrestling guy, because it's such a different thing when you're cutting a real promo when you're fighting somebody as opposed mm-hmm. to when you're cutting a wrestling promo. And uh, you know, like the Wrestling Observer, they they kind of combine that. It's like ah, it's not the same thing. Um. And now it, it, seeing those combined in the same uh, same umbrella, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, I, I, you would know better than I do how, how the business end of this works, Raj. But at the same time, I think they have to treat it like they're two separate entities. Yes, they are both mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the sports entertainment world, so to speak. But at the same time, you can't say, well, it works here. It's going to work there. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, Absolutely. Uh, whether you agree with Vince or not, Vince McMahon says that WWE is weekly television entertainment. And that's, you know, treating it that way made it into the company it is today. It's Ooh. funny. I was having a conversation with someone uh, just a couple of days ago, and we were talking about all the people that Vince laid off 
And how many have really made it since they've been back? Uh, L.A. Knight was never laid off. I feel like he was one that was being downgraded, but he uh, has proven himself. But as far as the guys that he let go, how many have really um, uh, shown that that was a mistake? Yeah, I mean, Good so, some of the biggest ones for me were, you know, Bray Wyatt, Karen Karen Cross. Cross, Braun Strowman. Braun's, you know, Braun's an attraction to me, but he's in this oddball pairing with Ricochet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cross, I loved Cross in NXT, but it's not quite Same. hit mm-hmm. there. And then the Bray, I mean, as we talked about earlier, there's something that's that's maybe going on, but um, yeah. But it's a fair question. Ooh, it is fair. Um, I can't think of anyone. Right. It's a fair question. Um, sorry, we have super chat just coming. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss them. I'm trying to like keep up with that. We got 15. To... We got. Um, we got to get into the show. I'm. I'm, I'm moving here. We're moving. We have stuff to talk about here. Will, I appreciate yours with more Canadian dollars. Josh, I see your other one about Snoop Dogg. We'll get there. Jim, I see your comment. I hate it. Uh, so step there. Uh, Aubrey, we'll get to Oscar here in a minute. Marvin, uh, can we do Marvin's now? Let's do it. Uh, let's do Marvin. We'll do Marvin's. Uh, we'll do Marvin. We're getting, ready, we're getting ready to move into the women's belt here. Uh, Marvin uh, asking Marvin B. After this mania, I'm wondering if two equal belts for the women in is the right move. I'd like uh, a main title in mid card and tag a women's roster. If the it, 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 so, Marvin, you're asking for more title belts to be equal for the women's division. I don't. They don't mm-hmm. give enough out. They give more time to the women than ever. But we almost need a, a women's only show in order to satisfy all the stories that would need to be told for those titles. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, do you agree, or what do you think of this? No, that, 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 that's exactly what I was thinking, because how do you get all these women on television? You said the roster is so deep and so huge right now. You have to give them television time to tell their stories, especially if you're going to add more titles to the picture. So if the women did have their own show, then you can make a, a case for it. Other than that, you know, I think having a Raw Women's Champion, a SmackDown Women's Champion, and a Tag Team Champion that could float between both shows right now is enough. Raj, they did a women's only pay-per-view before. They did Evolution. Uh, it did not do great business. Uh, it was only one show. But could a women's only show sustain? Or is that something where it's like a peacock-only thing? Like, what Like what? What could they do with the women? I think, personally, I think no women's only thing, no men's only thing. You know, they're the same. It just give more uh time for the storylines for the women you know like i feel like uh we haven't had a good singles storyline with the women in a long time and uh i don't think you need a women's only show um i just think you need to do them equally can you can you push a women's feud as equally as you have with like roman and sammy can you have that kind of storyline and once you've shown that you can you know, like yeah. I feel like you got equality, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't think uh, just having more content for the sake of trying to prove something is is the right way to go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the women. Let's talk about the uh, Raw Women's Championship match. That is our, our Raw or our uh, excuse me, our Women's World Title match of the night. Uh- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ask uh, up against the defending champion Bianca Belair, who I believe Bianca won at last year Mania, so this is her one-year mark uh, defending this title. You know, this is a babyface versus babyface match technically, even though Oscar's been playing mind games and missed and such. Uh, it's still a baby versus baby, and Oscar very much got a lot of crowd support tonight. Uh, I want to give a shout out real quick to the to the entrance uh, for Bianca specifically, um, and I didn't write it down. I'm kicking myself I didn't. I know, I don't know if it was the, it was the, the little queens of Compton or the princesses of Compton, but it was a dan- it was a young young ladies dance group uh, from Compton, uh, obviously a neighborhood in, in L.A. And they danced to the first whatever minute or whatever it was of Bianca's theme song, and then Bianca came and she did a dance with them, and it was actually it was really impressive, and it actually had, it like had like a lot of feels. If you told me, oh, we're gonna bring young ladies out and have them dance, I, I, that sounds like kind of generic, but when you watch it. It gave me a lot of feels. And when I saw Bianca out there and she started dancing, it had a really good moment to it. So I just want to give a shout out to that. I thought this was, you know. Once that hit, it was like you want her to win. (laughs) Yeah. Like no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So just want to give a shout out to that. You know, obviously entrances entrances are a big part of Mania. So I want to give a shout out to that. Uh, Basically, uh, this match, I thought this match, again, this match went off better than what the build had given us. Um, mm-hmm. Bianca at the end here, she avoids the mist, uh, and then, uh, through some, through her strength that she has her natural core strength that she has, she's able to hit the KOD and she retains. So no new champion on the raw side of the women's world title. Uh, not like SmackDown, uh, Bianca retains Raj. Was this the right decision? I think so. I think, uh, look, Bianca has been, uh, She's a superstar. She just hasn't found quite that right storyline yet. She's she's there. She's ready. I feel like they need to, whether it's Sasha Banks coming back or or someone, but this wasn't the match for her to lose. You know, like, uh, I just felt like it was perfect. She should have won. And uh, Bianca Belair is a superstar. And... My daughters were watching with me, and they were just like so impressed with her. And you know, sometimes you watch your you watch wrestling through your own eyes, where you've been watching it for thirty years or whatever. And then when you see it through your kids, and you see like what they think is cool or what they think is uh, hip or whatever, whatever the the term is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whatever the kids are saying these days. Whatever the kids are saying. uh, You get a a different appreciation. And Bianca's it. They were all into her. So, uh, sorry to cut you off, Raj, but I want to... Chris, Ricky, uh, Skeeter, uh, they're all filing in. I guess this was on the press conference. Deadpool and then um, Mnek, Mike. 
I'll put his up because again, it gets the most explanation. Uh, Hunter said the little girl who contorted her body in the dance had her mother pass away this morning, and, and all the other people I just named said something similar, saying that one oh, of the wow. young dancers' mom passed today. Um, and, and, and Mike said, "Props to her for doing the show and props to WWE." Oh, that is that, that, that's unbelievable. I mean that that little girl was couldn't have been more than no more than ten years old. If, right. Oh my god! That's oh my goodness! That's the um. So wow! I mean, so incredible. I don't, I, don't even, I don't know what to say. That's yeah. heartbreaking. Uh, that is, is. Yeah, that's really heartbreaking. Um. Well, uh, I I was a little unexpected downer. Um. But mm. I mean, overall, so you know, Bianca retains and and, and Jimmy. Um. <laughs> Uh, so Bianca continues. So she's so uh, now year plus in this title reign. No, and, and I agree. I think it's the right choice because she ticks all the boxes, and you want to elevate that women's division. There is someone who projects stardom. She comes out. She ticks all the boxes. She's she's great in the ring. She performs well. She's got charisma. She can talk. So she ticks all the right boxes and. Uh, the, the challenge now is finding the right opponent for her to get people invested in the storyline going forward. Whatever I think, Charlotte, I think Charlotte Flair is that woman, but I think she Charlotte's probably mm. taking a little time off. But I think Charlotte and Bianca, I think Charlotte can be that mm. heel to Bianca's baby face. Like, I think well, that I said, could be money. Raj, I said last night, the way that the match went with Charlotte and Rhea, the way that Charlotte, the way that... The, the way the camera caught her and her fate in her fate, it, it, it kind of felt a little bit like she maybe was like, was like her last match. It's probably not, but it did it's feel not. like a, it did yeah. feel like a passing the torch. Uh, she's taking some, some time off. She, she's been wanting to take a little time off to do a uh, competition, some competition bodybuilding. I mean, she, she was shredded in that match and you could see it, but yeah, I think she's probably gone for a little bit, but she's, she's still, uh, active yeah uh let me give a few super chats here related to the women uh and then we'll react so downtown cm brown should be one main mid-card tag title for women for both shows that float across both no more raw and smackdown branded titles i kind of agree with that i, I I've, I've never loved the smackdown and raw branded to the same point uh fanny t dollar 99 do they merge the women titles at some point I, I guess the thing, uh, Jimmy, I'll go back to you because you were a, a, a brother in stripes in blue so proudly for a while. I guess the trick is when you have the shows, that, you know, when, when Raw's on uh, an NBC Universal of USA and, and SmackDown's Fox, I guess it just becomes the battle of like, and they've, they've managed to navigate the waters with Roman. He's primarily SmackDown, but he does make some Raw appearances and then, you know, vice versa with some others. I guess it's just, can you keep. Can you keep just can you keep all your partners happy? I guess with 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 equal exposure. Well, it, it's a it's a difficult process. Let's put it that way. Uh, but like you said, Justin, I agree. At least with the women, I agree with having a Raw Women's Champion and a, and a SmackDown Women's Champion, and you keep them separate and, and exclusive to their brands. I think the tag team titles is where you can have the floating champion, which the Usos have done just fine. Yeah, they've they've you know so exactly. Um, we yes, have we a ways that. to go, but Jimmy, I, I, I do want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. How does uh, Roman compare to other champions you've seen, uh, you know, at the top during your time? Um, he ranks right up there. You know, he's he's in the conversation as one of the best because he exudes that that aura. He has that aura about him. Do you know what I mean? Where Where he stands out above the others. 
regardless of what it just you watch him tonight and not to jump ahead too much, but watching his entrance, mm. how he took his time, how he, you know, his mannerisms, his, his subtle facial expressions, everything he does means something, mm. you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, he, he presents himself like a complete and total champion should. Uh, real quick, wrapping up the uh, Bianca Oscar with this super chat. Uh, downtown CM Brown also saying five dollars. Thank you very much. Bianca is great in the ring, but flat as a character. Oscar was getting a reboot and felt fumble now tonight, or felt fumble tonight. Now Oscar talking return to Japan, which sucks. I'm not sure where you're getting that talking to Japan. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think Bianca is a hell of a character. I think she really, yeah. you know, Oscar. What Oscar did have a lot of momentum. Her return at the Rumble, the fan reaction tonight. The fan reaction was there. Uh, but the one thing I will say, and I love Oscar, but I will say that like Bianca is a better represent in terms of like the, the promos and the ambassadorships and the whatever. She can do more of that. But she does it better than Oscar. Right. You know, well, Oscar so. in, in Oscar, in all fairness, would need someone to talk for her. Yeah, Oscar. Yeah. I felt like um, she's she was an MVP during the pandemic era, and I felt like she has that you see that charisma that that personality but mm-hmm. um hers is spitting ooze the last you know like that was the story right. the, the last like couple month and a half uh, whereas with bianca i feel like there's more there i feel like we haven't explored that yet i yeah. feel like it's there uh yeah but well and, and- yeah. Well, and Raj, kind of, because this is kind of like leaning into where you're going. So I just want to kind of, Aubrey James has been waiting for this one. So I want to get Aubrey out there for $20. Thank you, Aubrey. Asuka's buried. There's no way she's coming back from this. Bianca's getting to the Super Cena territory. Her title reign is boring. Uh, I don't think Asuka's buried. No, no, she's not buried. Uh, uh, it's it's just a different presentation. And I, I don't see Bianca as being the Super Cena territory. Uh, I don't think her title reign is boring. I just think you need the right story. Like 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 we were talking about earlier, the the build up to this match at WrestleMania was missing something. It needed more. It, there needed to be more of a story, and that that is not Bianca's fault. I think she does have a lot of charisma. She has a lot of talent. She 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 has that it factor. Yeah. But there needs to be a story attached to it to get people invested as well. Hundred percent. I agree. All right, so a lot of a lot of thoughts there with, with the Oscar situation. Uh, J.S. Jenkins, more Canadian dollars, mm-hmm. loonies and toonies. Already hearing that Steve Blackman <laughs> will get a UFC title shot once the purchase is complete. Fuck yeah! Oh, Steve Blackman wow. versus only, uh, the numbers. No, only only if the match takes place at baggage claim. <laughs> what what is what is this? It's the story, Jimmy. Come on. Yeah. Oh no, there's there's an incident at baggage. You know, claim you, you, with you with JBL story. and and. Uh, Blackman, I guess JBL was having a little fun with Blackman. So Blackman got pissed off and went to throw a kick, but his leg got caught in one of the bags. Like it just happened to be there. Oh, it's, you can't even describe it, you know? And, and then of course, of course, JBL starts laughing, which made the situation even worse before. Oh like, okay. God. Everybody had to calm down the situation, but uh, yeah. A Samsonite bag took down Steve Blackman. No, it wasn't. It, it was one of those got caught duffels. like the handle or what? Yeah. What? You know, those duffels that have the big handle that, he went to throw the kick and his leg got caught in the du- in, oh, in the handle no. of that big duffel and it was, oh my goodness that's tragic 
JBL is the one who tells the story the best. Because, you know, that is so. <laughs> are, 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 are JBL and Steve Blackman cool at this point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it okay to ask you about Rick Steiner? I like, uh, did you ever see any of the ribs that he did? No, thankfully I was, uh, I was not there for that. And I, I, I was more there for the ribs that Owen was there doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin Landry, $20. Thank you, Kevin. Nice to see you three. Thank you, Kevin. I really miss Matt Morgan. Well, Matt's always a, we all do. I think he's a supporter of, of wrestling Inc. still, uh, compared to last night, tonight was weak with the exception of Roman versus Cody. So, all right. So we're, the temperature's being took that night one told night two to follow it, and night yeah. two could not follow it. Yeah. And like last year, I thought it was the same thing, right? Interesting. All right. Uh, is that all the Super Chats for this current moment? Again, all of you, I see you. We will get to – oh, hang on. Uh, all right. Well, I get – Again, Allison, we just kind of already hit this real quick, but uh, she says, where's Bray Wyatt? What, uh, he was there. Now he's gone. Same thing with Alexa. Uh, Alexa, I think actually she even admitted. She had like, uh, she even revealed, I shouldn't say admitted, revealed. She had like uh, a little bit of a medical procedure done, I think, mm-hmm. uh, related to. And she was on whatever that reality show was. Right. The Mass Singer. Mass um, Singer, yes. So Alexa, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, I want to say it was a skin cancer, or, or I mean, not cancer, but yeah, it was yeah. skin, skin yeah, related. It thing. was, it was. So, uh, so Alexa, I'm sure she'll be back when creative has something for her. And then Bray Wyatt, again, uh, as Raj kind of alluded to, and we've, and it's been out there anyways, that he's dealing with something that's not, you know, it's right. not creative. He's, he's, when he's ready and healthy and can go, uh, yes. he'll go. So uh, we'll just sit and be patient. And, you know, look, it's uh, raw after Mania. You never know. Maybe, maybe this weekend. Um, they just keep coming. I'm trying to trying to catch them all. I'm trying to catch them all. Thank you guys. Um, yes, appreciate it. Nelson, WWE could go to New Heights and Nyla Rose came to the company and beats Ripley and Bel Air to become the undisputed champion. So Nyla mm-hmm. Rose booking there. Um, there you go. You know, uh, I don't know. Again, I don't. I haven't seen her in a. While. I don't watch Dark and I don't watch all the other ones. I don't know if she's been featuring any of them, but um, yeah, a lot of things there. All right. Uh, I think that covers where we're at now. Moving on, uh, and this might be one of the <laughs> this might be one of the most interesting things to get the play by play for. Again, if you did not watch Mania and you're looking for <sighs> us to point you to what happened, bear with us. All right. So uh, the Miz and Snoop Dogg, Miz, of course, they, Miz and Snoop Dogg, the host of Mania. Hmm. Uh, this looks like it's a setup of what we saw the <laughs> night before, where uh, you know uh, Miz is going to find himself in a predicament because of his mouth. Uh, Miz and Snoop, they're in the ring. They announced 81,395 mm-hmm. is the attendance for night two. That is just a little bit above the 80,000 and change from uh, night one. Uh, they give the total. So between the two nights on the figures they're going with, 161,892. Mm-hmm. 161,892 is the total attendance that they are touting that contributes to uh, the 21 million plus gate. Uh, so impressive numbers all the way around. I, there's a big old debate of how they do the numbers and attendance. Subtract 20,000 from that. And how so, so incredible mm-hmm. is that number? It, you right. know, yeah. regardless, mm-hmm. 140,000 yeah. in a weekend for a, a wrestling show. That is insane. Mm-hmm. In Los it Angeles, is. where there's no shortage of entertainment. Right. Yeah. 
All right, so they do that. Uh, hooray, hooray, hooray. Miz then turns his, uh, his, uh, his anger towards Snoop because Snoop put him in a match with Pat McAfee, an impromptu match the night before, and Miz had a $1,000 suit on and kind of getting in, Shane, uh, getting in Snoop's uh, face. And then Snoop uh, brings out a returning Shane McMahon. Now, Shane McMahon has not been seen since Rumble of 2022, where he came in at number 29, I think, and there's a lot of internal controversy what went down with that. Supposedly trying to beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and look, and Shane and his father's relationship has not ever been perceived to be perfect, and so where Vince is at at this point, and all this, like, there's a lot There's a lot of soap opera dynamics just in seeing Shane. And oh, by the way, we're selling the company. So just yeah. seeing Shane, just, there's a lot to write down of what's going mm-hmm. on here. But Shane comes out to a big pop. Here comes the money. He's got his custom WrestleMania uh, ball jerseys on. He's doing all the Shane O'Mac uh, shuffles and truffles to the ring. Gets in there, uh, a little blown up <laughs> in the ring on the mic, trying to address the L.A. crowd. Doesn't have too much to say. He wants to get right into it and have this impromptu match with The Miz. And just as they get into the sequences of, uh, of feeding into the ropes and leapfrogging, uh, Shane uh, it just collapses. It looks like a, a wheel gives out on him. He tries to get back up again. He falls. jumped up, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he falls one or two more times. And he hits the ground, and you know Miz is kind of stalling. The camera shots all of a sudden get purposeful to not show the, the what's not going right, which mm-hmm. is Shane, who's being attended to by the um, ringside uh, medical staff. And then at this point, it's there's this, the, and, and and Jimmy, I'm going to toss to you first and here mm-hmm. in a second because this is where the imp, the referee that comes in for this impromptu match, this is where the referee is going to have to kind of quarterback this thing as mm-hmm. best as possible. I don't know if the referee related to him or what, however, happened. But here's what happened, and then, Jimmy, I'm going to go to you. So now we have this impromptu match. It's dead in the water because Shane can't move his, le- his one leg. Mm-hmm. And Snoop Dogg, Snoop gets back in, mm-hmm. punches Miz. Mm-hmm. Then he leaves for a second. Then he gets back in and punches Miz again. And then he does his own version of uh, Englewood's elbow, we'll call it. Dude, uh, he turned into uh, Shawn Michaels when the NWO, when, when <laughs> Kevin Nash, like. Right. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, And fucking Snoop Dogg is the one that's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> so, so, so Snoop calls an audible and right. gets us through this segment. Uh, I, I retweeted a very respectable independent worker and Alex Hammerstone who tweeted Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg works on the fly 90% of 90% better than 90% of today's indie wrestlers. Snoop no. just Snoop's out there calling on the fly, does a, a people's Inglewood mm-hmm. elbow and gets the victory over the Miz, getting them through this. There's then uh, there is video that surfaced. Uh, a cell phone video that showed Shane. This was not part of the act to make right. Snoop shine. Shane is legit injured and being held back. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a tord and maybe ACL. We'll find out. Right. I think actually, actually, I'm sorry. I think uh, Triple H actually did say in the thing, uh, torn torn quads maybe. Uh, nonetheless, bad news Ooh. for a Mania segment. Uh, Jimmy, what the hell goes on in this situation? How do you do this? How do this? It, it's yeah. Snoop, it is should a, get, Snoop should get another Hall of Fame ring. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, hats off to him for executing. But uh, definitely the referee plays a big part in helping communicate. And like you said, quarterbacking what's get, what they're getting fed from Gorilla and from the truck. And also whoever's at ringside at the timekeeper's table and some maybe – it's tougher for the announcers because they're mic'd up to the crowd at home, so they can't, they can't go into it. So whoever's at the timekeeper's table, whoever is closest to Snoop at the time, you know, well, 
try and relay the message, but the referee has to be the quarterback going in. And, and, and you could even see at one point, I think after he dropped the doggy dog elbow, um, that, that Miz pretty much told him, cover me. You know. uh, we, Super uh, Mar- we have it on the screen here. Marvin B. saying Snoop Dogg justifies his Hall of Fame spot just with tonight. Uh, we have Absolutely. some more. But before I put them up, I'll go to Raj. Raj, I'll say this. This, because we've seen the best of this and we've seen the worst of this. This is where it's good to have celebrity involvements with celebrities who un- who are fans of the product and recognize, oh, shit, <laughs> he's actually hurt. We need to get out of this. Because if this was... Uh, who's some of our worst celebrity involvements? If it's if it's them out there, they don't. They're not Miley Cyrus. They're if like, go do the people's elbow. She'd be the, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. So I mean, give me. I mean, you you've watched. You, you like me. You you you're a super fan. What yeah. what was what were your reaction to this? I thought uh, Snoop. Oh my god, the fact that because because for there was a good couple minutes where I'm like. Was this part of it? <laughs> you know, like because Snoop played it off so well. Yes. And the way he was able to turn it around and turn the pin on Miz, it was oh my god, he is just amazing. <laughs> and uh I think he is uh that's a Hall of Fame induction right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I think he's already in the Hall of Fame. But you know, doing that on the fly, you know, usually actors and rappers and everything, everything is played out way ahead of time. You know, you got your, your roll call, your, you know, everything. And then this was just literally like crazy on the fly and Snoop mm-hmm. adjusted and killed it. I, I get- think. I want to get the super. I want to uh, yeah. I want to get the super settings. It's been there for a while, and, uh, okay. and it's good. And then, and then I want to give you what went through my mind before Snoop <laughs> called the audible. Uh, Josh uh, Molnar. Josh um, says I didn't have Snoop Dogg's people's <laughs> elbow on my WrestleMania bingo card, but you have to give him credit for one hell of an improv. I mm-hmm. love that, Josh. Absolutely. In the in the in the time that went on between, I was like, all right, this looks like Shane's actually really hurt. Yeah. Uh, and then before Snoop came in and started doing his bit. In my mind, I'm like, all right, what do they do? In my mind, uh, my mind went to, um, and Shelbosky had this for a while. Uh, was it? What is it with the McMahon family and porn? <laughs> my mind went to yeah, Vince coming out at May, <laughs> at a Rumble when the when the finish botched, and, and 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 Jimmy, you were still there for that. I think at the time I was in the ring. You were in the ring. All right, so my mind goes to that. We'll go to that. We'll go to Jimmy's story in a second. My mind goes to Vince tearing the quads. So now, as I'm as I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, Shane's hurt. You need somebody to still kick the Miz's ass and pin him. Mm-hmm. Before I even knew that Snoop would be capable to do such, I had in my mind of Triple H is in Gorilla. He's telling the truck, hit my music. I'm going to come out, and I'm just going to pedigree them his, and just, <laughs> we'll call it a day. Uh, but no, Snoop just steps in. Um, Jimmy, this is a good sidebar. This is where it's great. Again, no other podcast is a former WWE referee who has this kind of like the story. Jimmy, any memories from Vince from the botched Batista Cena double elimination uh, and Vince coming out and tearing his quads? Yeah, really quickly. That that was the thing. They went over at the same time. Dave was supposed to hang on to the top rope. Cena hits the floor. Uh, Dave wins the uh, the uh, battle royal for the raw side as the raw guy. Yeah. So when they both went over at the same time, you know, 
Jack Dolan, who was a raw referee, automatically lift, raised Dave's hand. Uh, and then we hear on our ear and our, in our thing, Hey, one of the SmackDown refs go over and rave day, you know, so seen as, and we're doing the battling, the dueling back and forth. And while that's going on, we're hearing all refs in the back, look for the general managers who were Bischoff and Teddy Long at the time. <clears throat> Apparently they decided they had to split early. Uh, so here comes Vince power walking to the ring. And we could tell the difference between the Mr. McMahon power walk and the like VKM that. power walk. <laughs> yes. And we went, ooh. So we're all standing in the ring. And he dives under the, you know, he throws down his jacket. He dives under the bottom rope. He gets up. He starts falling backwards. And I, bu I bugged Chad Patton to this day. We're telling him, you let the boss fall. Because Chad backed up. <laughs> he was right there. And he's sitting there. And everybody's stunned going, why is he just sitting there? And he's saying, come here. And he, he bellowed out his instructions of what he wanted us to do. At the time, we didn't realize how hurt he was tearing both quads. But the big thing is when he rolled out of the ring, guys went to help him to the back. He says, don't help me. I can do this. And he managed to get to the back on his own, which is amazing. Did he crawl like a baby or did he actually walk? No, he was walking, holding onto the barricade and just, you know, whatever. I can, only imagine, I, can only, I can only imagine how we know how prideful he is and how he hates mm -hmm. weakness, how right. embarrassed he felt. Cause I, you know, we know that he's <laughs> okay. I can understand tearing a quad, but both. Wow. Yeah. At the same time, that's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kev, uh, uh, Kevin says uh, Snoop delivered the chronic elbow to Miz. <laughs> Again, there is something all fitting that they're in Englewood. I mean, this is this is this is this Always is up to no good. This is Snoop's backyard, and and, and 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 unscripted, he gets to shine. Yeah. Uh, like for a moment, I I thought to myself, I'm like. Did they just do a really elaborate work? Did Shane make that look really good? And then I saw the the local video of like Shane being like basically carried. Uh, even, I think even because of how well Snoop played off of it, that was my thought too. It was right. like, oh, yeah, really? Was this is this the plan or the, the only thing you could make a case for was maybe after the whole Shane Miz thing was to end afterwards. Miz was going to be a little bit upset with him, and they were going to do a little thing where he was going to do the people's elbow on him anyway. And mm -hmm. they just went and said, okay, go straight to the people's elbow pumps and stuff. Mm -hmm. right. And that's you what know what? I, I do got to say with this with The Rock, um, don't tease shit if you're not going to be there, you know? Uh, well, well, <laughs> it's going to well, raise well, expectations. Uh, well, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, Rock. Rock, we shut have, the fuck up, oh, Raj. We have super chats coming to that. <laughs> we're, 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 we're trying to get closer to the finish line here. We're getting there. Seriously, because that creates unnecessary expectations. You know, <laughs> Francesco. I didn't think it was going to appear, and then everyone's like, "Oh, Rock, it's his Instagram story." <laughs> Francesco, Brian, JB, Johnny, Scott, Cornell, we're all coming to you. We're getting yeah. there. I'm, we're, I mean, it's a fun show. We got a lot going on here. Um, <laughs> uh, Daniel, how much does Snoop's glasses fetch on eBay? Because he talks about uh, glasses to the crowd. That's a valid question. That's actually yeah. somebody okay. check eBay tomorrow. Four yeah. or five hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Hundred. They'll be more than hundred. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. somebody will get for them. All right. Um, well, I'd like to say that things continued to, to plan after mm -hmm. this, but they did not. And here right. we go. Um, and we'll have one more here. Chris, uh, I think Snoop Dogg is the first celebrity to really earn his title <laughs> belt. 
thank good, you, Chris. Good call with a five dollar, Chris. All right, up next, it is uh the Hell in a Cell match between oh, Edge and Finn Balor. A long time coming, so we've had a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, lots to kind of unpack here, real quick. This is Edge's fourteenth Mania match. Edge does his brood. It says brood edge on the screen. He does the fire up up through the stage entrance. But overall, um, there is no traditional brood music. There's no gang girl or anything like that. Brian Barry, uh, super chat. He's been waiting for a while for this one. Dollar and I love the Slayer South of Heaven theme for edge. Mm -hmm. So, yes. And Corey Graves even made a a comment to it about he never his bingo card. He never thought he'd have Slayer uh, in WrestleMania. Uh, So Edge's entrance. Uh, we also have a cross promotion going on here. There's a new movie coming out in Hollywood. It's called uh, The Pope's Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe. And they cut in between a monologue of Russell Crowe's character talking about demons and extracting demons. And so that's being done as, a, as an interpromotional thing here. Uh, we get Finn Balor's demon for the first time in a long time. That mm-hmm. famous uh, entrance. He's got the face paint and everything on. Of course, he's Judgment Day themed still uh, to an extent. Um, Real quick, because there's so much more to unpack, so I want to stop here Bo- to both of you. Uh, first off, I had a lot of disconnect with everything that happened here. I like the cross-promotion of a, of a major Hollywood movie that's coming out, right? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Russell Crowe, Academy Award winner. Cool. But I had a disconnect. My disconnect on the Edge thing is, you're calling it Brood Edge. Well, why not at least sample a little bit of the Brood music, first off? And then to the Finn Balor thing, this is supposed to be Hell in a Cell... At Mania, first time in a lot of years, the most violent payoff match you can have to this long-standing, year-long feud with Judgment and Edge. But they have Finn come out in the Demon with the same Demon music that gets them, that was all the babyface reaction. Like, this did not feel like a dangerous, violent Demon. That's I, I don't know. I, I had a huge disconnect with the entrances to the to that level. Uh, uh, I mean, Jimmy. I mean, I, I mean, Jimmy. I guess I'll go to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Am I nitpicking here, or what do you think? Uh, uh, no, you have a valid point, especially considering the music with Finn Balor, because, like you said, that was his music he used when he was a babyface, and I could see that point. But uh, with the with the Edge one, you know, he was teasing that brood thing and coming up through the fire and the whole thing, but it was Edge that came out, not Brood Edge. And I know well, a lot of people the, were speculating the screen, that. But the screen said Brood Edge and his yeah. jacket said Brood Edge. So I, I was just, you know. I, uh, yeah. No, why not play the, the? Yeah, I don't know. And I know there was rumors out there that maybe Gangrel was going to be a, a part of the entrance and, and maybe someone else from, from the Brood past. But no, we got none of that. We just got current Edge, which Roger, I don't have a problem with. But if you're going to tease something, at least yeah. give us a little something. Uh, Raj, am I nitpicking, or did I, did I did I fantasy book myself into a corner here? I agree with you 100. percent I was I was expecting it, and uh, you know, one of my top 10 90s entrance music was the Brood. You know that uh, dun, 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 you know, yeah. it was just freaking awesome. I was so excited to see that, and and and, and then when we got you know, it's like he had the mask and whatever. Uh, it just was, I don't know. Uh, right. Anyway, whatever. It, but, it, I'm, but, but I'm not. But I'm not wrong to criticize. I, 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 you're on my side here, at least of the absolutely. Guess, some, yeah. All right. Well, that aside, so we get to the match. All right. So Hell in a Cell. Um, 
really the big you know the, the, the you know there's some cool spots uh he, he pins finn at one point and he kind of barricades him with kendo sticks in the corner there's some really cool spots but uh really where the tie turns is edge has a ladder and he chucks the ladder at at, at finn and it, it busts finn open uh finn's uh, forehead takes the impact head takes the impact at least and it clearly busts him up in the cameras they are being very careful the director being very careful not to shoot uh, the bloody uh, Finn face. Uh, they're avoiding it. The match essentially just comes to a pause. Mm-hmm. And they bring in the ringside medical to come in to stitch up Finn at least, which is what they're trying to do. Um, Finn's resisting against it. Edge is trying to sell as best he can. That was legit, right? Mm-hmm. This seemed like a, a legit, like there was something there. Yeah. So again, before we even get to the edge, to, before we get to the, Vic, the, 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 the ending, let's again talk about this because this, this was heavily debated on social mm-hmm. and jimmy again as the referee i'm, I'm going to go to you they toss the ladder finn's bleeding profusely they bring ringside in to come and try to stop this bleeding right. um the big critique on social is wow this really cheapens the you know this hell in a cell that's supposed to be this barbaric anything goes most you know mm-hmm. dangerous match ever and we're stopping the match to clean up some blood um, which I understand that critique. I do. Mm-hmm. I guess my devil, my playing WWE devil's advocate is, um, again, we're parading to potentially new buyers, and if we don't want blood, that's one thing. Also, you can't eva- you can't d- determine in this time in, in sixty seconds if a guy has a concussion, but at least in protocol, you cover your ass. And you tried to check on him mm-hmm. before he gets deemed later in the night that he has a concussion. Um, I don't know, but I, but I understand this, this does cheapen the gimmick a little bit of what's supposed to be this barbaric match. Give me your play by play as you watch this go down and what, and, and what, 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 what would you have done? Uh, I would have done exactly what they had done because you have the safety of the, uh, the talent to consider first and foremost. And I get the idea that the structure is supposed to be about barbaric structure, but they added other elements to this like tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my. And just, it just, you know, you run the risk of this happening when you do spots like that, especially something like if you, if you see the replay several times when edge through that ladder, yes, Finn got his hands up, but that one uh, step or rung of the ladder was right there that just, you know, bam. Yeah. And, and it's very hard to protect yourself against that. And, uh, um, there you see it posted there. Uh, Finn posted a pick 16 stitches, but I'm, I'm assuming the 16 stitches may have come later because I think temporarily what they do is they use this glue to kind of glue it for a temporary basis until they can get back and lay them down and really do a proper stitching. But, uh, um, I, I get the idea that it takes away the, the momentum of the, the match or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, it also get, tells the audience how serious this is. Uh, Raj, so Raj, let me, let me go through the rest of it. And I want you to take it from here. So uh, they end up, they end up regathering, they get back in, they do some more spots. Ultimately edge ends up beating Finn with a concerto to him. He gets the victory. So edge ultimately gets the, you know, vengeance, so to speak. Uh, on Finn and the Judgment Day, uh, you know, but Kevin Landry here, two dollars saying this felt like a match on the Raw. Uh, is this a low point in the show, or is that an unfair thing to say? God, it was one of those where you know they're working their asses off, but 
I felt like it didn't feel special. Yeah. Like the whole time you're kind of like, gosh, I don't know, man. They, they, again, I I hate saying this because they were working their asses off, Mm -hmm. but it just felt like not special. I don't know. Yeah. And I think, you know, I I mean, I saw, again, it's it's unfair, but, you know, like people resort resort back to, excuse me, uh, the Hell in a Cell in Saudi Arabia a couple years ago when it was Fiend and Seth Rollins and the very, the stoppage they, you know, I think, I don't, maybe, maybe this is a thing about Hell in a Cell that there needs to be regained some, some violence or whatever. But again, I get people's critique, but, but I defend it as if you're getting ready to sell the company for several billion dollars. And you're touting off to people again. You're not going to be able to identify if somebody has a concussion right in the middle, but it's going to make it's going to cover your ass essentially. That you at least had your medical personnel that's there ringside come in, stop the bleeding, and just you know, like if if they're stopping the bleeding and Finn's closing his eyes, you can say the ref, this person cannot go anymore. You know, whatever. I mean, it covers your ass, I guess. So not a fun, not a fun situation to be on, be in on your biggest night of the year. No, absolutely, and, and sorry to cut you off there, but it, it, little things that you can't obviously you can't do a complete concussion protocol thing in 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 less than five minutes. But you know, you you do speak to the talent. You talk, talk, talk to me. Tell, what is your name? Do you know where you are? Do you know what the what is going on here? And if they can answer those questions, then at least there's a better chance of of, of them not being concussed, and you can move forward there. But if they are not aware of their surroundings and not aware of what's going on and stuff like that. You have to call it right, right. Again, it's covering your ass. It's yeah. if if they don't do that, and then it finds out that Finn has a you know, it, it's yeah, it's covering your ass to, to mm-hmm. not make this worse. And again, and again, if you're in the process of selling your company for several billion dollars, the last thing you want is a is a, is a talent to get rogue and disapp- and 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 unhappy and try to file a lawsuit or something like that, and that could blow up an entire sale. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. absolutely, uh, so a lot a lot to play in there. But it, it sucks that this match is kind of so tainted with this kind of debate. Because uh, it is a year's worth of story, but um, I I, I kind of hope this is the end of the Edge and Judgment Day stuff. I don't know what more. We oh my do God! Here. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll uh we'll table that there. Uh, not much to say here. I'll just acknowledge that they recognize the Hall of Fame uh, class that went in on Friday night, and I just I'll just say this for my own thing. Stacy Keebler. Oh my! She God. is a f- fine wine. Jesus fucking oh Christ! Goodness. Fine wine. Yep. And as someone, I posted on my Twitter tonight, you can go find it, as someone who was truly honored to not only have worked with her, but also to be dunked into the gravy bowl by her. <laughs> I'll, I'll get dunked into a gravy bowl any, any day of the week. I hope you're not overly religious, because Jesus mm. Christ, I, mm-hmm. there's some... She looks. She, she, she looked. She looked great in her Sunday night uh, uh, attire for yeah. Hall of Fame. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. All right. So we have ridiculous. like thirty. We <laughs> we have like. Are, are we are we on air? Yeah, we're on the air. We're, <laughs> oh we're on, Jesus! This we're live, live pal. We're live pal. <laughs> all right. Um. Before uh, any others come in, we have like thirteen super chats, all related right. to this final wow. match. I'm gonna go through this match. I'm then gonna go through the super chats mm-hmm. to acknowledge everybody. Because everybody's super chat is going to then lead into what we're all going to talk about. So I don't, I don't think we need to like answer each one individually. We're going to get to it. So like everybody, just hang tight. Here we go. That's what we're all waiting for. After an hour and forty minutes, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns seventh WrestleMania main event. He is the first person ever to have the same title defended three straight manias in a row. 
Uh, this he is the this is the fifteenth WrestleMania main event for a member of the Anawahi family to headline Mania, which was kind of a crazy stat. But then I sat and thought, when you factor in Romans, when you factor in the Rocks, and then you factor in Yokozuna, that will equal up to your fifteen. Wow. So okay. there you go. Um, okay. Romans last loss, his last pin was December of 2019. So yes, we have gone through a pandemic and all since Roman has last been pinned in WWE. There are your fun facts. Thank you very much, Michael Cole. First thread of the night is Solo Sokoa comes out with Roman. Solo and Paul Heyman are out there. Solo gets himself involved two times. Ref doesn't see it. Finally, the third time with the whip of the Cody Rhodes weight belt. The ref hears it, turns, sees, ref ejects Solo Sokoa. So it looks like Solo is now out of the equation. Um, later, Cody, he's put in the guillotine by Roman, which Roman has used for submission at times. Roman, mm -hmm. or excuse me, uh, Cody breaks out of that. He comes alive, ref bump after that, refs down. What's going to happen? The Usos come out, outnumbering. Usos attacking Cody. KO and Sammy come out. That equals that off, and they neutralize each other. Cody fires up. He does a Dusty Rhodes tribute with the bionic elbow. He hits several of the crossroads. Paul Heyman distracts the referee. Solo Sokoa comes back out in disguise, uses that Samoan spike. That then transitions into Roman hitting the spear. And one, two, three, Roman Reigns beats Cody Rhodes to retain and continue his 945-day title reign. He beats Cody Rhodes. Cody has his wife, his daughter, his sister, his mother, <laughs> has the late Brody Lee slash Luke Harper's oldest son, ringside, gets all the heroes welcome. All that said, Cody Rhodes looks up at the lights for the three count to Roman Reigns. Gentlemen, table your thoughts for a second. Let's fire through all these comments. We will answer all these in some form or fashion. So here we go. Thank you for the patience, Ricky Bruno. What's next for Roman? Who's the challenger? We will talk that. Downtown CM Brown, despite the great match, the main event conclusion felt WCW Sting versus Hogan. Where does Cody go from here? Table that one. Tyrone. Roman's promos are you run when you can't cut it. Now with the last Cody can prove he won't leave and we'll have a win at Backlash. So now we're taking this to Puerto Rico. Hell with Hollywood. We're going to Puerto Rico. Downtown Sam Brown. If Roman is to hold the title long term, how do Owen, Zane, and Rhodes continue this feud hot that long? Seems like they could lose quickly. So, yes, there is the subtext of the uh, bloodline. Josh. Any guesses for surprises on Raw tomorrow night? Actually, Josh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to table you. I will go back to you. We'll, we'll, Josh, we will go back to you. Uh, Joel, been waiting a long time. Joel, thank you very much. 1999. Justin, Jimmy, Raj, love the show. Thank you. With Roman winning tonight, when do you think we will have our next champion and who? So table that one. Who is Roman going to finally lose it to? Will, I, finally, I fully support Roman, but seriously, what's next about Cody's story? Jim v, Jim v, wow, what a mania. Best in years. Roman must have been training the Rocky Four montage. What's next? A six-man tag at Backlash. Washington, Washington commanders suck. You suck, Jim. <laughs> uh, Francesco. 
Triple H saying this story will continue. I guess in the press conference, hear me out. Cody goes over at Mania 40. We're booking to Mania 40. Monday after main event promo, QMJF's music built-in story. Whoa, buddy. JB till infinity. Two weeks ago, everyone said it was Sammy who deserved the Roman match, and now it's Cody who should have won. He wrestled one pay-per-view match since the Hell in a Cell. He needs more time. We're, we're getting close to the end here. Johnny. Night two was doomed when after KO and Zane got that pop. I'd be curious if they changed the play plan. Excuse me, concerned that Cody wouldn't get the same ovation. That's the theme that we're going to run into here in a second. Here is changed uh, decisions. Roman shout out Dwayne and his presser, aka The Rock. Should this Cornell Bryant say this? Cornell says, should they make Rock a member in the bloodline in a Godfather role till Roman turns on him and sets up Mania 40? So the all-present Rock booking. Randy, all I'm going to say is I'm impressed Cody did not win, but hey, at least he got the main event Mania, so there's some optimism there. <laughs> and the last one that has come in, unless I just miss more, T. Smitty, $10. Thousand day, say, day sounds nice and all, but this was a generational moment to crown the next guy. People complain about Bianca being stale. But these Roman matches are going the same way. Did any others? Uh, Kevin Landry, Cody is getting already getting booed, so this was the right call. Uh, real quick, hang on before I toss to my steam critique, uh, my steam analyst here. Uh, Nelson says Roman should recruit Nyla Rose to the bloodline and have her win undisputed title. Well, she's not part of the Anawahi family, so I don't know if that would grow. Star Tracker tracks super sticker. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I think that's going to be it for now. Jimmy Corderas, mm-hmm. the floor is yours. Uh, I don't know where to begin. It, 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 in this business, one of the biggest things, it's all about timing, how you present someone. And I know people are saying uh, that Triple H said in the press conference that this story is going to continue but there was a right time for this. I just don't know if they can get that momentum back for Cody after this build to this moment and how it happened. You know what I mean? It's just, I think in my opinion, this was a lost opportunity. This was the right time for Cody to be elevated to the next level and be the anointed one. But uh, I guess someone else saw a different vision. And if this story is going to continue and you are eventually going to put the title on Cody, will it feel as special? I mean, obviously there's ways you could try to get there, but I don't know. It just felt like it felt right tonight that it should have been the night. Raj is, uh, do they have a grand master plan ahead or did Vince come in and call an audible and tell triple H <laughs> we're not doing this? It, it, it felt very, um, you know what? This is one of those cases where Triple H has been a bunch of steps ahead to where um, I'm not doubting him. So maybe there is some grand plan. You know, like I was, I was surprised. I thought Cody was the natural. Uh, Cody winning was the natural ending. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, I just, I, I said this before, you, you don't get to capture lightning in a bottle this often. The, the, the most recent example was when Brock had his long run 
Braun felt like he might have been lightning in a bottle, and they didn't capitalize it then. Now you have Cody with the Rhodes family dynasty. Come, you know, there's the factory comes back over from AEW, blah blah blah. And I just to not to have him lose. Uh, and Brian Barry's joke, and I've seen this on social. Triple H remembers Cody is destroying the throne in AEW. Uh, to, to have him lose here, what I mean, now now you go to Puerto Rico, which I kind of agree. You're probably doing something with. I kind of figured Puerto Rico is going to be kind of headlined by like Damian Priest, who's Puerto Rican, and Judgment Day going up against Ray and Bad Bunny and LWO and some form there. I didn't even I wasn't even factoring Roman and Cody or any of the likes to be right. necessarily the headline for this. Yeah. So, okay. So let's just let's just say let's say that let's say let let's let's go on the big the wildest dream. Let's say that The Rock called. Vince or called Triple H in the last couple of weeks and said, I am in, put it in ink. I'm there for Detroit for SummerSlam. Okay. So now what are we doing? Now Cody has to rebound after falling short of telling his story. Reigns can disappear for a month or two. It's fine. He doesn't have to be around every week. He's not around any week. So now we build to Roman versus Rock, which would do a tremendous box office. But if what is what happens either roman beats rock which makes roman look even crazy strong or rock beats roman but then like what is cody gonna come beat the rock that's, that's very unpopular like I, I just don't at this point i don't know like i i think where, where ulti- we even go from this you know? i think the ultimate point is that beating roman reigns means something and yeah you could say like, oh well, this this and this happened, and this and this happened, but you're not getting a win over the Roman Reigns uh, unless it makes sense. But what more? And, it couldn't. It couldn't. Barrage. It couldn't have made any more sense than tonight. I, what did 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 Cody? We, get we hurt? thought that with Drew. We thought that no, with Sammy. I think this is a no. I, I think we all. Oh, I, I think Sammy. Everyone was saying Sammy was. You know, should have won that match. No, I, well, I, I was not. I, I even said people want to. People wanted to see Sammy beat Roman Reigns because it was Roman Reigns. People okay. want to see Cody become the world champion, who just happens to be Roman Reigns. Sure. I, I don't know at this point now. What What do you want? What is there left to see? And and, and Shabowski asked, "Does Cody have a multi year contract? Is it even remotely possible he only signed a one year deal?" I doubt that. I don't know for a fact. Or Cody's fine where he's at. Yeah, I don't. I think Cody's fine. I think fine. I think he's he's sad. I don't think he's like regretting that he came to WWE. But I just, where do you go? Like, who is Roman's next challenger? Do do we have a series of rematches with Cody? And if Cody beats him on the rematch, does that make it that? Is it that? Is it still a special? It's 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 how you tell a story. How do you get to the rematch? Because he had his match, he lost. What's his excuse? Oh, you needed outside help. And do you, do you, do you take it in that route where, you know, because it was a traditional old school heel victory where, you know, you had the ref bump, you had the, the help from his uh, cohorts, his family member, and, and, and he retains his championship in, in heel fashion. But again, to, to what you were saying, Justin, and I agree with you, there is a right time to do something and the way they built this up tonight felt like the right time for that moment to have dethroned Roman Reigns and anoint Cody Rhodes as the new champion. We'll it's, never know. Yeah. We'll never, yeah. we'll never know unless Cody Roman or Paul Heyman or somebody comes out and says, 
I would love to know the answer to this question. The most honest answer was this the plan all along? Mm-hmm. Was the you know, Bruce Pritchard the other day said, that, Oh, we've been planning for Cody versus Roman at Mania since August. Was the plan since August to do this, but to have Roman retain? Was that the plan all along, or did something happen that all of a sudden triggered we're going to keep it on Roman? I've been uh, saying for like the last like week that it's not as predictable as it seems. Like it, it, uh, I thought there was a very good chance that Roman wins because business is booming. And do you want to fuck it up when everything is at such a high level right now? Well, Stella Justin Lopez has a comment, which kind of segues into one of my next comments here, which is he says it's basically like the streak now, referring to Taker Streak. Cody is just another victim. So it won't mean as much when he finally beats him. And I I have to say, my reaction, as I've marinated on this now for the last two hours, I can't remember the last time that I was more shocked at a major result of a major match and mania since and i was there live since taker streak was broken mm-hmm. I, I you know at that point i thought oh taker's not losing I, I i thought for sure cody's not losing cody is winning i i was shocked even to the point of and then jimmy i'm gonna toss this because this is a referee question to the point of there's a famous thing and re- there's a an internal ref- um, reference in booking called a dusty finish mm-hmm. which for those who don't know what a dusty finish is it's when one, two, three, the the match result happens, but then the re- maybe another referee comes out or something happens, and, the, and, and that result gets overturned, and we restart the match, mm-hmm. and then the opposite happens. So, Jimmy, I even thought, okay, Roman just pinned Cody. What would be the ultimate Dusty tribute, the ultimate Dusty finish, is that, oh, Solo, who was ejected earlier, is now seen at ringside, and we mm-hmm. deem that he came back out and he made himself involved. So we're going to restart this thing, and right. Cody's going to win. I kept watching. Cody or uh, Roman even went halfway up the ramp, and then they stopped. They cut to some replay. I'm like, we're stalling time. We're really going to milk this mm-hmm. thing. And then they just went to the recap. I thought, Jimmy, Jimmy, give me the referee perspective. I mean, is this weird that we made a point to throw Solo out, but he still comes back? I know the ref didn't see it, but he still comes back out and does – I mean, does that cheapen this finish at all, or what? I, I don't. It, it makes it a heel finish, is what it does, and that's that, that. That was the whole game plan here. But I agree with you. I was expecting Dusty Finch. I almost expected to see like a Charles Robinson or somebody run down to the ring and tell the referee, "Hey, you ejected this guy right here. He came back and interfered when you got knocked down." Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Uh, and I know people are going to say, "But then why why doesn't it happen in every match that there's a ref bump?" Right, but it, it, it again, creative license. Let's put it that way. But it, I, I, that's almost like what I was expecting. So, uh, I, I, I just hope that this wasn't done because a lot of people th- saw this finish coming, where they they expected Cody to win this. The title. Yes, because and what they I- just said we're gonna, we're well, we're just going to pull the swerve and 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 not do it tonight. Oh, and yeah. I just worried that when he if it, let's say they do something tomorrow night. And even tomorrow night on on the post raw, uh, post mania raw, where Cody gets his last shot at it and he ends up winning it tomorrow, it won't mean as much. Right. Yeah, I would say, forget the swerves, bro. Sometimes predictable is okay if it's logical. All right, right. we have a t- let's let's get to the final round here. This will kind of this will send us into our uh, into our uh, our final thoughts here. Uh, Demand says uh, they didn't 
they didn't say he beat Rollins, Rollins or Lashley. Not quite sure what you're saying there. Um, Scott Langford saying the, this result felt pointed for the gambling pundits. Everyone thought Cody would win, and they had a, a result no one predicted. They are doing a lot more of the DraftKings and such promotion, and odds do move. That's interesting to kind of think about. Uh, Kevin says it's all about money, and Cody will not draw like Roman is. I'm not a wrestling genius, so I may be wrong. Just my opinion. No, it's like yeah, like Raj was saying about the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demond saying again, they okay, same same thing about Rollins and Lashley. Yeah. Um, Johnny River saying, would you kiss Vince's dumper if it meant you could age as well as Trish has? I asked the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Maybe um, easy answer, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Josh asking kind of, I guess, what we all now need to say. Any surprise? Any guesses for surprises for Raw tomorrow night? So where do we go tomorrow night in a Raw? Whether it's this this storyline or anything else, what is left on the table? Because Roman Reigns is your champion. Uh, uh, there's a lot of tentacles that we said can go to Puerto Rico or go whatever. But like, what are we doing for Raw tomorrow? What what is the next step here, uh, Jimmy? Uh, that's a good question. I think uh, he comes out in Raw tomorrow. He cuts the big promo and he maybe chastised chastises. I can't even say the word. <laughs> it's so late on a Sunday night now, Monday morning. Um, uh, the Usos for not, you know, representing the bloodline like they should have by losing the titles to those guys, Kevin Owens and, and, and Sami Zayn. And maybe that plants a seed where, you know, it ends up being Roman and Solo versus the Usos somewhere down the road. Rosh, tomorrow night. I think, um, man, I thought, I thought, you know, even though night two wasn't as good as night one, I thought WWE nailed it out of the park first wrestlemania under triple h i thought it was a home run mm-hmm. um yeah i think uh it shows like a change in leadership was needed and uh we got it it was home run hopefully it continues We'll yeah. see what happens. To, to further to 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 elaborate a little bit on that, just we were talking a little bit last night about you know old school and new school men, mel- blending together well to present. And that's I think what WWE is doing really well right now, taking mm-hmm. the old school and blending it with new school and presenting a a product for everybody. There's something for everybody in their overall product. Yeah, and just before we say our final of where this media ranks, the last uh, Super Chats just came in here, so we'll do the final of the thoughts, uh, which is uh, uh, Franny T saying, in my opinion, Cody winning was a plan until the Endeavor possibly uh, deal became a thing. So, I mean, yeah, that, 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 that's something, a factor we got to consider. Uh, JB Till Infinity says, every recent uh, face champion had the crowd to start to turn on them within two or three months. Is that really fair to Cody? Uh, just get to the Detroit Stadium show. Uh, Shabowski saying any chance Roman retires the belt so he could take time off and not ruin a streak. Someone else wins. And then he returns months. Uh, that would, you wouldn't be, nobody gets any rubber favors out of that in any which way. Um, Daniel saying thousand days meant nothing now, but it looks good when he gets inducted in the hall of fame. Love it for what it's worth. I thought it was the right call. Heyman said they are in the third inning Roman for 3000 days. Oh, wow. Um, the biggest thing I'm going to take away. And again, I'm taking this away from the, 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 the wonderful chats of people keeping us kind of abreast to what's going on uh, with the press conference is that it, it, Triple H sounded like he made it clear to say, like, this is part of a, a bigger plan. Almost like, calm down. This is part of a bigger plan. 
WrestleMania is as big as it gets. I don't, I, I can't, I can't imagine what a bigger plan is. And again, unless you have some big thing where, you know, like the rock's going to help anoint Cody at a later time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have a lot more speculation. Uh, that's, 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 you know, I'm going to put in, I'm going to say, put an end to the super chats coming in here. Cause we're trying to wrap it up. So I don't want anybody else to, to, uh, you know, throw the money in, but let's, let's final thoughts here. Uh, Jimmy, there's been 39 WrestleManias. I definitely think, and now we have two nights to combine. I definitely think this one falls in the top 10. It could probably be in debate of conversation of, does it get to the fringe of the top five? That's where you start to debate mm-hmm. um, others and for, for what their values are. Certainly it's one of the most, probably the most profitable one, but Jimmy, yeah. uh, 39s in the books. Let's close the book on it. Where do you put it? Yeah, I, I definitely rank it in the top 10. And like you said, it's close to top five, if not in the top five. I, we As we said, night one was absolutely blew it out of the park, as, as you said, Raj. Night two had a few hiccups, but at the same time was still entertaining. So for the, you know, you look at both nights and you combine them together. You know, I think it was a little bit unfair that, yes, night one said, follow that. At the same time, I think it uh, people were I don't know, maybe their their expectations were higher than they should have been and just try to separate the two and just enjoy both nights for what they were. And I thought uh, overall, great, great, great weekend and and good showing for WWE. Raj, we got some, we got some unfortunate happen. I won't won't call them botches, but between Finn's blood stoppage and Shane's torn and whatever. uh, And then the weird pacing and having Lashley come out with just the trophy for a minute. The pacing tonight was not as attractive as it was night one. Um, but still, it's two nights of mania, 17, 30, 20, 21. These are all premier manias that always get talked about in the top five. Where does 39 fit into this? Uh, probably like, okay, so Justin, you you personally, what's your favorite WrestleMania ever? One, if you had to pick one. The first one I ever went to, and I still hold it as a number one of 17. And number, and number, is- and, and number two is 30. So for me, it's WrestleMania three. See, oh, you know, Hogan, Andre, like the 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 nostalgia and everything. It just you can't you can't. It's a different thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Is a top ten? Does does tonight fall in the top ten at least? We we've had thirty nine manias. Does it crack? Is it crack almost twenty five percent of of the best? I think the overall weekend does. I think yeah. it, it's a good solid number eight. So, right. yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought uh, it was a fun weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, again, obviously financially from what we can understand, a big success. And look, they're in L.A. From the economic standpoint of what do they bring to L.A.? They're in L.A. Yeah. They're in L.A. again tomorrow night for Crypto. You, you don't have to fucking mm-hmm. slice someone's forehead up and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we don't have to do all that. Uh, we don't we, have to go. We don't have to go there. And if you try, we will pause the match and we will have the ringside physicians <laughs> yes. to come check on you. There you um, there's still uh, yeah, still one more night here in LA and for Raw. And look, this is a Raw that's always uh, huge. So um, we might get answers to many of these questions tomorrow night. Uh, Jimmy and I will be back. I don't know. Jimmy, who, who else is with Jimmy? And I don't think we know. Raj, are you with us? Are we still on right now or are we off? We're on the air. Oh, we're still <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're live, pal. <laughs> are you back with us tomorrow? Or are you are you done? I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm on tomorrow night. All right. Oh, so okay. we're back tomorrow night. So we'll see what happens with Raw. 
Uh, maybe some of our questions will get answered. Uh, he's at Jimmy Corderas on the socials. Uh, again, you have a, a guy that refereed uh, uh, Undertaker WrestleMania, WrestleMania main events. Yeah, so before uh, there were great to see the interpretation of the rules broke down by him and answer all your questions. Uh, Raj, uh, of course, happy to have him back uh, you know, on here, which might be his last premium live event ever uh but he'll be on raw tomorrow night so maybe it's tomorrow night's his last raw ever uh, i'm at just lamar uh at, on the socials again please tweet us where in the world are you carmen san diego love to know uh how you're listening to the podcast what you're doing uh again like subscribe comment do all the things uh appreciate it that's gonna do it for tonight thanks for everybody here on the east coast and the u.s staying up late for us uh as we are just approaching 2 a.m in the morning good god it's monday uh but it's been fun wrestlemania only comes once a year so it's been fun and uh, we, the three of us, will talk to you Monday night after Raw as we reset on the new WWE calendar year. Thank you. Good night. Be safe.